It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Come one, come all. It is officially time for your Monday night pick me up. Lights, Thunder Action, episode 89. We'll be covering The Boys, season three, episode four and five, as well as Miss Marvel, episodes one, and you guessed it, two. Covering two weeks of content. Will there be news? I don't know. We'll see you after the jump. Welcome to LTA with TCR and JRB. This is where the fun begins. You're just not thinking fourth dimensional. Slurus! Peter 303! Nom nom. I'm vengeance. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup! I love you guys. Hold on to your butts. If we find out you have personalized license plates, you die. Dude, I almost had you. To that I say, alright, alright, alright. Good evening. It is June 20th, 2022, and it is time for your Monday night pick-me-up, where two Thunder buddies dive into all things Marvel, DC, pop culture, IP, and the latest happenings in the film industry. On tonight's show, Thomas and I are catching up on Miss Marvel. We're catching up on The Boys. We'll even talk a little more Marvel news, like maybe a new Thunderbolts movie that's in production, or at least will be shortly. Um, but before that... Thomas, where can everybody find our show? You uh, can find us live beaming directly into your homes and phones via our Lights Thunder Action Facebook and the HWWS Web TV channel on Twitter and YouTube. You can find all of those links at linktree.com forward slash Lights Thunder Action. Be sure to like, subscribe, follow to view the live version of our show where you can interact with us. But if you don't want to look at our beautiful bearded baby boy faces, but you want to listen to our beautiful bearded baby boy voices, then uh, you can find our beautiful voices on voices, voices on Apple Podcasts, Good Pod, and Spotify. Uh, be sure to mm. follow and subscribe while you're there. Uh, leave a five star review and uh, ask us a question. Um, we're looking out for those. Mm. We'll answer them right here on uh, the following week's episode. Um, yes. Yeah. So give us five stars and come hang with us. We love questions. <laughs> it's my least favorite improv game, but we still love questions. We still love questions. Man, it's been a minute. Uh, we haven't talked in it's, a couple yeah. weeks now. It's been a fortnight. Not the game kind. <laughs> like a old-fashioned 1700s night of forts. The normal you know what kind. I'm saying? <laughs> the normal fortnight. You know, we, we went out, we did stuff, and we come back two weeks later to find that the entire place has been burnt to the ground and rebuilt. Of the Spanish conquistadors. I don't know where this is going, JRB. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing all right, man. It's uh, it's finally nice and hot up in Chicagoland. Uh, we've had a, a couple weeks of sun now um, with minimal bad weather, so that's been awesome. Uh, downside, my AC's out. So um, as soon as it got hot, my AC said, 
that's not my problem. And he just hasn't been working for us. So, uh, yeah, it's like mid nineties outside. It's like mid eighties inside. So, um, if you guys hear mm. my fans hitting me, sorry about that, but, uh, mm. we're here, we're living, we're breathing. And, uh, I'm getting a little taste of how you feel every day in muggy Florida, dude. How are you? Oh yeah, man. It is. It. is. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It is like you said, man, it's muggy as hell here. The other day we had a heat advisory and it was a hundred degrees. Thank God I was on water. Uh, <laughs> Thank God it wasn't salt water so I could dive in without, you know, being covered in salt. Uh, I'm salty <laughs> enough in my life. I don't need that extra stuff. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but it was fantastic. It, it's been hot as hell, man. 100 degrees, 97 degrees, 98 degrees, 95 degrees. Uh, today it rained, so the house is not in the 80s like it would be normally. It'd be lower nice. than yours. Very nice. So I, I feel your pain. We come home every day and it's 82 at the minimum. Uh, it's our, the RAC is going out, so it's you know it's kind of pushing up there a little bit on those extra hot days. But it rained today. We're good to go. I'm happy. We I've done a lot of diving into Ms. Marvel. I know you've done a lot of diving into the boys. Absolutely, yeah. I've enjoyed mm. every second of it, even though it's tearing me apart inside. The boys used to be so fun, and now I'm just on the edge of my seat, just worrying for all my favorite characters the the entire mm. 60 minutes. Um, yeah, boy, am I happy You're there's still me 60 apart, minutes. Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a break. Yeah, yeah but it's, Give it's me been a good. Break. It's, oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> it totally hasn't taken an effect on my mental health. But um, on a much lighter note, you have had the opportunity to uh, put together our, our Miss Marvel rundown. Um, I was, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to talk about Miss Marvel. Uh, I'm really enjoying it so far. How are you? How are you liking it? I'm. I'm really enjoying it. It is a, I'm so happy we have Miss Marvel right now because I need some wholesomeness in my life yeah. when we've got the boys and Kenobi going on at the same time. Yeah. And I just finished Stranger Things last week. Um, we, we didn't have a show. I wasn't doing well with my mental health. JRB had technical issues. So I watched Stranger Things instead. Um, and then I was emotionally unwell at the end of it. Mm. And then I watched the boys and I'm emotionally unwell at the end of it. And I watched <laughs> Kenobi and I'm super hyped, but also a little emotionally unwell. Cause I know we end this upcoming week. And then there's Miss Marvel just putting a smile on my face, man. You just can't help but diving. Into, it's so much fun. And I loved, I love the first episode. The first time I watched the second episode, I just felt bad for Bruno the whole time. <laughs> Cause I'm like, Oh, like that's a bummer for Bruno, yeah. but uh, I went back and watched it again, and I'm just like, it's so good, dude. Like it's so much fun, uh, and I love what they did with the community in this. We learned about Kamala, now we mm. learn about the community, and we'll see what's going. I feel like it's a small expansion of the story each week is where we're gonna go. Mm. So next week might be, you know, the tri-state area, and the week after that could be national. Like there's no telling. But I think it's going to stay rather self-contained, but like the uh, the attention that she gets along the way, we'll dive into it more. We'll slowly build up till she's ready for the Marvels, right? Nice. Like that's where we're ultimately heading, I think. Mm -hmm. um, have you seen any of the uh, of the news that we've dove into? Uh, some of it, yeah. I mean, I, it, so much has happened since the last time we talked. <laughs> Yeah, when's the last time we did the news? <laughs> I, oh wow, yeah, good question. Because last yeah, last time, two weeks ago, we had three episodes of the boys to cover. I think we might have just grazed over some light love and thunder news or something. Because 
yeah, it's it's been a hot minute. Um, I know there was one piece of news specifically you wanted to jump on. Um, yes. Mainly because it's it's been it's already been kind of in your headspace for a minute. Uh, you want to you want to I'll let you kick that off. Yeah, it's been in my headspace for a very long, long time, and I'm trying to remember when this news even came out. Um, but it's been confirmed that the Thunderbolts are officially getting a movie, and your boy Thomas Carter Rochester could not be more happy. Nor I gotta give—I mean, I can't—I can't even get into it. I gotta give myself a big loud pat on the back here <laughs> because uh, I'm tr- I'm very much looking for the episode. I believe it was episode four of Lights, Thunder, Action. MCU rumors and news. Um, number two episode? Episode two, I believe. Um, here we go. Here we go. Yes. It is episode four. New Sony dates and MCU rumors part one. Uh where we talked about Black Widow, I believe, and that obviously led into me diving into a Thunderbolts montage and saying it's going to be the, a movie. And we're here, so I was I was right. <laughs> it's been it's been over two years, so hey, good job, self. Uh, what do you think about the Thunderbolts news? Didn't they list out like they listed a a potential lineup, right? I think it. I, I couldn't lineup? tell if it was like more just speculating on who could be included or if it was like mm-hmm. an actual like. Heard it through the grapevine type thing. Um, the way I understood it was that we just have confirmation that they want to make one of these projects for Thunderbolts. Um, but yeah, it, the uh, do you think this is going to be kind of like the first Avengers movie where we actually don't see the Thunderbolts form until this movie? The very end? Yeah, like... like oh, it, until the movie. Well, because I feel like it could be similar to Phase 1, how Nick Fury is kind of planting seeds for Avengers initiative. Um, and then mm. in the actual Avengers movie, that's wow. when it takes effect. I wonder if Thunderbolts will be I something similar with like how Val's been recruiting her team with John mm-hmm. Walker and Yelena. Um, I wonder if the Thunderbolts movie is going to be kind of what puts that all together. Maybe. Yeah. Real fast. I'm going to shout out the legend of the traveling TARDIS friends over there. Um, they have like 25 hosts, but it's yeah. Christian Basil. <laughs> Nice. Christian Basil, you know, runs it. Melanie Dean and um, man, there are so many people that I'm now just blanking on their names. I love you guys. I love the TARDIS family. I still haven't seen the Doctor Who, you know, one day. Time's relative, so I've already seen it in some other universe, I guess. Nice. Uh, That's my that's my escape clause, like Santa Claus three. But I absolutely (laughs) think the Santa Claus three. You're right. My bad. I forgot the the in the beginning i i love your idea that it might be building up and yeah i do think that i concur entirely because that's what it seems this has been going on when did val first show up uh it was in what? falcon and winter soldier black, it should have been black widow it? first but it I think should have been black we saw widow. falcon right. and winter soldier first okay um you're right so hell yeah that's really fun uh that they're doing that. Uh, so we definitely have Yelena. We mm-hmm. definitely are going to have U.S. agent. You have to have a cap and a Black Widow. I'm going to be, you know, I am I would be very surprised if they don't try to just remake 
like, oh, this is a version of the Avengers, right? Mm -hmm. Where they get a Thor-like character, a maybe Abomination on there uh, to be your Hulk. Then you need an Archer. I mean, there's a lot of those, honestly. You could end up with Kate Bishop on the squad, but probably not. Who would it be? Oh, maybe a Bullseye. Bull yeah, Bullseye. He's a good good pull. Uh, and then you were missing, what is that, five? Who are we missing? Oh, yeah, some someone in an iron suit. That is... Who the hell cares? Baron Zemo <laughs> will take over Iron Man as the smart guy on the team. So we're going to give that to Baron Zemo. Uh, boom, there's six. I love it. Uh, only if Baron Zemo has the damn sword, though. He must have the sword, otherwise I quit. Um, <laughs> it's a very specific niche thing. Uh, I love it. I'm ready. Uh, before we hop over to the next news story, which is probably going to take a little longer, um, <laughs> the legend of the Traveling Tardis wanted to thank me for hosting the 10th anniversary special at Megacon. Stop it, guys. It was an honor uh, to be asked and to go up there talking about a show I've never seen. Nothing is more fun than absolutely winging it and making making people laugh and looking other making other people look smarter. It's kind of my job. Uh, but JRB, yeah. Today, the man himself has dropped some very interestante comments. That man being Kevin Feige. I'm just gonna read the quote. As we're nearing the end of Phase 4, I think people will see where this next saga is going. I think there have been many clues already that are at least apparent to me of where this whole saga is going, but we'll be a little more direct about that in the coming months to set a plan so audiences who want to see the bigger picture can see a tiny, tiny, tiny bit more of the roadmap. Now we enter speculation station. What is the saga called? What's the ne what what's going to end phase 4? Ooh, that's a great. Let's start there. What ends phase 4? What's officially the end of phase 4, JRB? Uh I want to say it's uh Ant-Man 3, isn't it? Or no. No, because we have Guardians 3 after that, I think. Um let's take Is that even phase 4? That's a great question. Uh, let's find out. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> that's, that's the thing. They haven't like described what is all in phase four. I guess whatever comes out is going to be phase four. But at mm -hmm. some point, they have to be like, this is the end of phase four. I could see Quantumania, the introduction of Kang the Conqueror, definitely being where they end phase four. Mm -hmm. I could also see... Secret Invasion in the Miss in the Marvels be maybe where they end because remember that is after Ant-Man and the Wasp now. Right. So then if we want to take that logic even further, then maybe it's the end of Guardians 3. Mm. I mean, think about those movies really quick. Quantum Mania introducing Kang, a character that could be a supreme saga level villain, just like Thanos. We also have the secret invasion and the scroll situation. Nice. In the Marvels, branching out of Miss Marvel and bridging with secret invasion, right? That's a lot going on there. That yeah. could be its own entire saga mm -hmm. if, you know, done right. And then the Guardians, at the end of that, probably still on its own, but I 
I would not I wouldn't be surprised if they end it with the Marvels and Guardians 3 starts phase five. I now that you mention it, I was looking through like what movies we have left and the Marvels is what stuck out to me. It, it comes out. It's scheduled for, I think, the end of next July of 23. And I think Guardians, if I'm not mistaken, is around the holidays of 23. Um, if the Marvels is what ends phase four and he's saying we should have a better picture of it by then. The Marvels, I know we're expecting to see Captain Marvel. We're going to see Monica Rambeau. We're going to see um, Kamala Khan as Miss Marvel. Um, mm-hmm. I'm assuming I, I'm. I, it's a bold assumption, I guess, but we we should see Nick Fury again. Um, and so we'll have be to catch. Forced invasion. Well, maybe I don't know. I'd, I'd, it would be weird if we didn't, right? A little bit. I mean, Carol really doesn't have any ties to Earth except him still. And I, well, he's got he'll be he's the lead guy in Secret Invasion, right? So, so we'll see him there. But is that how directly will that connect to the Marvels? Because if it's a bigger connection than we're expecting, then I could totally see mm-hmm. that be being what Feige's referring to here. Um, I don't know. We didn't really have a picture of where the Infinity Saga was going until the last movie of Phase One in the post-credit scene. You know, is when Thanos turned around and said. You know, or didn't even say anything. He just turned around and smiled, and we we're like, "Oh, yeah. that's what's going on here." Um, so, like, I <laughs> who's that purple guy? This explanation, I'm still like, I, I, I hate that he's coming out and saying this because this is him acknowledging that fans are like, I don't know if impatient is the right word, but after like Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness Ooh. came out, there were a lot of complaints like, "Where's Phase Four going?" That's so unclear. What's going on? But when you look back at phase one in the first five movies in the MCU, a couple Iron Man movies, a Hulk movie, Thor and Captain America, they were very, very loosely tied together. Some of them, not at all. And I don't remember anyone complaining about any sort of direction or lack thereof Mm. back then. Mm. It's like, can you give them a minute? I mean, do you do you realize how long it took to get to where we are right now? And, And now we're we're essentially not starting over, but but turning a new page, you know, it's. They have the next 10 years planned out and you're mad that you can't see it yet. I, I, why, why are we not enjoying what's coming out right now? You know, it, it, everyone's so concerned. And Feige saying this to me is him panicking that people are going to lose interest Ooh, and intrigue. And because he is, he's starting to step away from these projects. He doesn't have complete cont- uh, total uh, creative control over like the directing. He's kind of leaving it more in the director's hands. So he's not as involved with that. He has a new boss to report to at Disney, so he doesn't have total control over what Marvel puts out. Disney still has kind of like the final say in these things now. And we saw that with Doctor Strange 2. Um, and hey, Terry, <laughs> the the hardworking, uh, everlasting Terry McIver says, dudes, what is up, Thomas? Dude. The dude. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, that was my long-winded yeah. uh, rant just on fight. Okay. I, this seems like a weak moment for Feige. I don't know why he's doing this. Wow. I, I, I'll I tell you why he's doing it. Because he's enjoying watching us all squirm. Like, But then why like would he, he say said, this? Be, listen. Listen to his exact comment. <clears throat> you know, uh, I think people will start to see where this next saga is going. He thinks it's obvious. But again, he's in it. So I understand his mindset. <laughs> yeah. <on that>. Uh, <laughs> And he's like, but we'll be a little more direct about that in the coming months. So we're going to be a little bit more direct about the whole saga. Mm. 
in, a, in the coming months to set a plan so audiences who want to see the bigger picture can see a tiny, 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 tiny bit more of the roadmap. So we're only getting a small, tiny glimpse of whatever this is. And it's going to give us a, it's just a tiny bit of a roadmap. It's basically like getting the state of Florida map and then driving all the way. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chum. Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. To Washington State. It's like putting Thanos with in your post-credit scene. Exactly. 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 So why is he telling us ahead of time? Because it's not going to be like that. I think it's going to be more like the phase three announcement, um, which if you want to compare it to a more recent thing would be maybe the phase four at San Diego Comic-Con or even Disney Investor Day from 2020. Mm. Uh, it, it could be something along those lines okay. where it's just like, this is the character. Because remember the Investor Day, Kamala uh, Iman Vellani found out the day of, like right before it went up, mm-hmm. got a text from uh, Brie, a couple of producers and the director. And it's like, hey, you're in the Marvels. And she's like, oh, cool. And then it pops up on screen and she sees it and she goes, oh, like I'm a like I'm a I'm not just a cameo in this movie. Oh, that's how she found out. So it's not it's not hard to say that we as the audience are going to get those same things, which is. We didn't know Miss Marvel was going to be like that big of a character. We all kind of assumed, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, she's going to be a big character. It's going to be this big, tr- like, big trio of badass ladies fighting in space. And then it turns out that uh, it's it's that. It's exactly that. And uh, shout out real quick because I know I'm going to forget in episode one, uh, Miss Marvel. They have photon gloves. Photon being likely Maria Ram- uh, Monica mm. Rambo's. Uh, Love that. I didn't even yeah, think of that. Yeah, they're the same color as as her powers from WandaVision. So. And as far as we know, they're still in that bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Did we? Oh, I don't man. think we ever followed up on those gloves. I thought for sure the uh, Department of Damage Control was going to mm-hmm. find those and track her down that way. But apparently that wasn't the case. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, but also fingerprints don't get left on cloth as very well. So there's that. Um, oh no! I, was, I thought I was going to go back to Bruno, like he stolen parts would trace back to him or something weird like that. But, uh, but we'll get into well, that. In the there's minute. always episode three, so. <laughs> but yeah, man, but, I, oh, I, this oh, this funky oh, comment oh. is weird. I'll I'll try to remember that when we get to Miss Marvel because that actually could fit. Um, okay. Uh, but I honestly okay. So now let's just let's just real fast. Twenty seconds. Yeah. Thirty seconds, maybe. 
40. What do you think the saga is? <laughs> I think it's Secret Wars. Okay. And I, I can see where he says it's, that it's obvious. I can see that because like in half of the phase four projects, we're hopping to a different universe to do something. You know, Shang-Chi hopped to a different universe. Multiverse of Madness visited a couple. Miss um, Marvel seems to be, there's a tear in space time or something. She's having visions, maybe multiversal thing. Um, WandaVision had sort of kind of that effect where she was emitting like the radiation from the Infinity Stones where it, I guess that could relate somehow. I don't know. Uh, well, she's gone now, so maybe not. But um, wow. a lot of multiverse stuff. Oh, No Way Home, of course, was all about multiverse. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think Loki? Secret Wars what is if? probably where they're going. Loki and What If, yeah, that too. Yeah. Very multiversal. Um, I don't think it's going to stop with Doctor Strange. Oh, what if Thor is going to be a multiverse movie? Don't do that to me. Oh, don't do wow. that to what me. What if Olympus is a different universe? Or a different, oh. like a different plane, kind of like in, uh, oh, fucking Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Yeah, I knew we were forgetting one. Wow. Moon Knight. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, see, there's so many okay. where they're visiting alternate dimensions. I, it's got to be Secret Wars. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, that was 50 seconds. That was 50 seconds. Uh, that kind of doesn't make my guess fun, so let's just go insane. It's going to be an entire time travel saga, and it's going to be called Conquering Time. Conquering Time. Sure. Kang the I'm winging it now because you took mine, so it's going to be Conquering <laughs> Time, and Kang is going to be not just one version of him there's going to be an entire variant situation going oh, on he's inescapable. eventually he's in i am inescapable yeah <laughs> and i am kamala khan nice to meet you it's <laughs> uh, <laughs> exactly how things go it's exactly it uh i think you know you're right. It's honestly, it's obviously Secret Wars. The incursion name drop is yeah, really important. Yeah, the incursion's huge. Yeah, I don't think enough um, people are talking about that. That's because most people don't know. It's it, it. I'm not gonna lie. They said incursion, and I was like, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's a makes sense. You'd call something an incursion when two things like clash and it's become a big. Okay, sure, yeah, yeah. And then everyone's like, it's a big Marvel thing, and I'm like, what? And I go look, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I did know that, but like. Not very, not well enough to catch it in the moment. Well, and they so also like, casually oh, yeah. destroyed another universe in that movie too, or that strange Supreme Strange did. He collapsed a whole universe to get the job done with the Darkhold, and another variant of Strange and What If did the same thing uh, for different reasons. But it's mm -hmm. they're like collapsing universes, kind of just like in the background. And I wonder if that's going to come back to light somehow. Oh, you mean like wiping out timelines in Loki? That's a really good comparison. Yeah, exactly. A lot of erasing stuff. A lot of getting rid of uh, some universal garbage. What? Okay, so also Black Panther touches on multiversal stuff. And also... Oh, yeah, Bast so is supposed to be in it, right? Bast is supposed to be in Thor Love and Thunder. Oh, Thor, Love and and Thunder. Wakanda Forever. And Wakanda Forever. I, think I've, oh, really? I do believe it's both. I think it's both. If I remember right, it is supposed to be both. Dude, what if be wrong? we find okay. Namor and he's not actually like on earth it's like an alternate dimension thing like shang chi Ooh, interesting like it's like a it is technically earth, but it's like a portal kind of like shang chi was where it's like a hidden because like wakanda's like that it's like a hidden society but it's just a, a force field that makes it invisible what if atlantis is like next level and it's really like a shang chi type thing we're getting I mean, way off track already we're, <laughs> we're getting way off track but i was thinking you know 
Thor Love and Thunder could touch upon another, like, seriously, Valhalla. That could be another... uh, After Moon Knight and finding out the uh, Ancestral Plane and the Duad are both very similar, Valhalla now seems like a perfect place for the afterlife of the Norse mythology deities and practitioners. Mm. So I think it's going to be a very interesting going forward because Black Panther's our last movie this year. Yes, Wakanda forever. And then we go right into Quantum Mania, where the quantum realm is its own entire reality. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, we've talked this out. I'm I like I like what Terry's going to say. He's going to say it's, uh, he says it's multiverse followed by the cosmic saga. Um, I'm a big fan of that. I'm like a that. big fan of that. Cosmic and then he also saga, says, yeah. how did how did Mysterio know about the Earth 616 designation? I've been wondering the same thing. I also am questioning whether or not Quentin Beck was actually from another universe utilizing the dark hold. Yes, I went that far into Whoa. my theory on that. Yeah. So Quentin Beck is genuinely using magic just in another reality. Um, <clears throat> and it's obviously, so obviously, it's Bruce Campbell as, as that version of Quentin Beck. <laughs> but <laughs> um, but I actually think that perhaps uh, mm, best way to... Whenever they did their research, I'm assuming that they heard him say this is Earth 616 in their research on 838 and we're like oh that we'll just call that universe that yeah that's genuinely what i think it's going to come down to it's what i thought from the beginning i still like my quentin beck darkhold theory but hey man that's obviously cuz it's my i i still think mysterio knows way more than he's leading on that's all I, yeah. I, I mean we i think we might have just seen his drones in miss marvel and I don't yeah. know how the DODC would have gotten past her security protocols. So uh, something's going on. But uh, yeah, Mysterio lives. Uh, long live Mysterio. Shout out Ethan Simi of 15 Minutes of Marvel Podcast. Terry also said now had it been Mysterio 619, different Mysterio, the <laughs> WWE variety. But <laughs> I, I love that, actually. I, I would have popped so Just damn a luchador Mysterio that, from the 619 yeah. universe. Can we... <laughs> Hey, Rey Mysterio, obviously you're a big fan of this show. Can you do a Mysterio costume? Like it, like a, a Rey Mysterio costume? I, yeah, like it's it's almost too obvious. Like he's done, I know he's done like Wolverine, I think. I, I've seen him do like so many different like superhero themes. Um, mm-hmm. Doing an actual Mysterio one would be pretty dope. That would be dope. Can you hear that thunder? Is that what that was? That's that, yeah. It's it's shaking the whole house, oh, man. Wow. It's fantastic. Okay, good stuff. Wow. <laughs> God of Thunder has entered um, the chat. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wear this leather vest for no reason. Yeah, right. uh, let's do it, man. It's time. Uh, let's take a brief 30-second ad break, catch our breath. We're going to come back on the other side for Miss Marvel Episode 1 and 2. Now it's storming. We'll see you. I'm G.W. Pomager. I'm Dina Marie. I'm Sage Ia. Hey, I'm Thomas Carter Rochester. Hey, I'm David Thompson. Hi, I'm Kevin. And I'm Mia. Hi, I'm Mark. Hey there, this is Dave Adams. Hi, I'm Rosemary Rose. 
Jerome Connor here. Hey guys, it's Josh Bauer. It's Willow Schuyler. I'm Cosplay Michael. I'm Bravo. It's your boy Cutcher. I'm Ryan Permison. And I'd like to ask you guys, please subscribe. Please subscribe. Please subscribe. Please subscribe. Please subscribe. Please subscribe. Please, please, please subscribe. 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 Please subscribe to HWWS Web TV. Great bunch of people. And don't forget to smash the bell. Ring that bell. Smash that bell. Hit that bell. Hit the bell to be notified. Hit the bell to get notified of new shows and videos. You're going to want to do that, so do that soon. So we can cross that 20,000 mark. And get us to 100,000 subscribers. To a million and 10 million and 100 million. On HWWS. Web TV. You really like it. I guarantee it. Sound the breaking news, Claxon! There's a new Thor spot? Is it a... Is it a is it oh my god i'm not even gonna watch it but i really i really like this picture of thor uh super jacked and in shape it looks like hard to tell in his old school armor with all of the guardians with him walking through a fire yeah dude that's the full guardian squad even craglin in the background with with the uh, finn and mantis is holding some sort of weapon too she's ready to go I'm gonna try to pull She's this up. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna pull this up because that's worth looking at. Um, yeah, of course, uh, a, a new Thor spot drops right as we're talking. Um, <laughs> and talking about Thor and thunder and as the thunder, yeah, uh, as yeah. the rain drops, I get a text saying there's a new Thor spot. Um, he's still got his he, Endgame gear on there, and he's still got he, the beard too. He does, which is like the exciting part to me, and he's also. He just looks way wicked jacked and in shape, which yeah, makes me think that he's not actually going to be in the suit like the 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 we think it'll be a different suit. armor. I mean, honestly, as I zoom in, it looks like he could be bulgy in the front. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um I don't know, yeah. This uh, is a dope shot. It is. It's really this cool. This is a dope shot. I'm definitely that's about to be my new Twitter banner. Let's fucking go. Let's dive into Miss Marvel like I said I would. Um I'm going to start out real quick. We're going to keep Miss Marvel episode one very brief. Um, in short, we learn about Kamala, her relationship with her family, the uh, her relationship with Bruno, a little bit with Naki, and how she relates to her uh, school life, if you will, her, her public school life, which anyone who's been to public school, you know, it's very hit or miss. And we... Are, are seeing how big of a fan she is. The graphics throughout is amazing. There's a, a sequence where they're texting each other and they're utilizing digital effects and practical blended together so beautifully between, say, like a phosphorescent sign and then going over and there's typing all over the ground. Uh, absolutely love that. Eventually, the Muniba and Yusuf, the parents of Kamala and Amir Khan, Tell her she can go to Avengers Con. Woo! Yay! Along this way, we find out she's a little bit of a rebel. Shocking that an MCU character is a rebel in some way. And <laughs> it's she. Like a superhero <laughs> requirement. You gotta be charming as hell. And you also gotta be really, really rebellious. Don't listen That's to your parents' kids. Yeah! Never! <laughs> Please listen to your parents. <laughs> Don't do drugs, stay in school, get an education, be smart, uh, live with your heart. Just like Kamala Khan. We go to Avengers Khan. They have this great sneaky plan. It kind of half works. 
And uh, shout out the photon gloves again. She saves Zoe. Zoe gets taken down by a Thor hammer. Possibly my favorite part of the whole episode. I don't know. Seeing the, uh, we see basically, real quick, stopping entirely on my recap. Avengers Con looks so dope. It does. I want to go to Avengers. Really I want to cool. go to Avengers Con. Like, I let me be real. I was very sad that I couldn't be in that shot to have like a good but not great Thor costume. You know what I'm saying? Like one that <laughs> could be screen. It's like, oh, I saw him wear this, so I made this. Like, it looks like I made it. Right? Put me in that scene, please. That'd be awesome. That's when they need to hire me the most. Just put me in like a background fake Thor. Background <laughs> faux Thor? I don't know. Back to the plot. Eventually, she uh, uses her powers from the bangle, which we find out is from her grandmother, and saves Zoe. Who's Zoe? Someone that they've known since kindergarten. Kind of a jerk to her at school, but all like making fun of Avengers, but also goes to Avengers Con and wears a cosplay and just... Yeah. She turns out to be cool in episode two, so shout out Zoe. Um, then we find out at the very end with the post credit scene that the DODC is going to be involved in this whole show. Mm-hmm. And Cleary, uh, Agent Cleary, looks as if he's seen this tech before and looks a little worried, looks a little angry. I'm yeah. going to say it now. Miss Marvel will set up secret invasion in a way we don't yet see. Likely being there's a bunch of scrolls going on in the DODZ, and it leads into the Marvels for a trilogy of the scroll invasion. We get our setup in Miss Marvel, we get the bulk of the plot in Secret Invasion, and then the Marvels, I got a feeling, takes it to space. So they take the fight off Earth, is the vibe I'm getting, and how this story is going to be. We find out, oh, this is all happening. Okay, we're going to space. I could be wrong. We'll find out. What did you think of episode one? But I, you got to screen. I I did. Yeah, I got to see it a little bit early. That was cool. Um, I I really like the coming of age story they're telling. Terry McIver in the chat is uh, agreeing with the same. Watching Miss Marvel, I feel like we're watching Five Hundred Days of Summer. It's a story about a superhero, but it's not necessarily a superhero story. I think that hits it right on the nose. Um, it, it feels bigger than just another superhero story. You know, she is aspiring to be just that, uh, a hero um, in her own right, but it's also about her coming to terms with who she is, figuring out what she wants to do, what stance she wants to take in life, you know, and mm-hmm. how, and, 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 and she takes that from like a family perspective, from like a, a teenager's perspective, from a, like a religious perspective even. It's it's really cool to see how much they were able to pack in um, and, and introduce to us uh, just in that opening episode. Um, and all the while making it enjoyable as hell. You're right, mm-hmm. the the yeah. graphics and the art that they're using to tell the story alongside her and showing the whimsical, you know, superhero fantasies uh, as like um, living graffiti on the walls as they're walking by and stuff. Oh it, my Oh, God. it was so amazing. Um, I'm, uh, and and every character is fun. Like at, at every conversation, yeah. Other than the really heavy ones with her family, like even her principal is is like a delight to to see on screen. So, um, yeah, I I really enjoyed episode one. I think it's a really unique and cool introduction um, mm-hmm. that yeah. was risking being very similar to Spider Man, but I think did a very good job in avoiding that. Um, mm, I I don't feel like it's similar at all, even though in essence their stories should be very similar. The 
coming of age tone is definitely similar, mm. but that's it. Yeah, that's and, it's and just they're I, both teenagers. That's about it. <laughs> teenagers in high school that have powers and are trying to figure out way too much at once. Right. Honestly, that's the only thing that needs to be the same mm. because living in New York and Queens is way different than Jersey City, baby. Yeah, like entirely. So yeah, man. Especially when one's a white dude and one is a young Pakistani teenager. <laughs> very different lifestyles. Right. Very, very different lifestyles. Um, which we get a little bit more of that kind of diversion in episode two. Mm-hmm. Um, really quick before we go too far, Terry McIver in the comment says, "Watching Miss Marvel, I feel like we're watching Five Hundred Days of Summer. This I is just a read story that one. about a superhero." but it is not a superhero story. And he also says he's loving the entirety of media used in telling Miss Marvel's story. Yes. Yeah. So we're, I think this show is, is I, it's breaking records too. It, it also opened as like the most watched premiere for a Marvel show. Didn't it? Like, I know that's pretty much a record that's set with every Marvel show, but um, no, it's been like the opposite, mate. No, this one it's, opened really strong. It, it, it did. did? It did have uh, a really good reception. It wasn't, I think, what we wanted it to be. But if I'm not mistaken, I, I think it was received extremely well. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, I'll, I'll look into that. But I'm, um, I'm looking it up right now. Okay. This comes from Forbes. Sweet. Uh, let's see. Early reports are coming in that viewership is significantly lower other disney plus series really um let's see what is it samba tv reports that seven hundred and seventy-five thousand households watched miss marvel in its first five days which compares horribly with moon knight hawkeye loki the falcon and the winter soldier and wandavision um going in that same order is 1.8 million, 1.5 million, 2.5 million, 1.8 million, 1.6 million. Mm. So we are kind of seeing what happens when you do something risky right now with the MCU. Yeah. It I, is a brand new character. Mm-hmm. It is led by an unknown actress, completely unknown. It's not people coming in for like, oh, it's Oscar Isaac. They're like, who is this character? Right. You've, what is you've Kamala? likely Kamala. never seen this girl before. It won't this be the case is, for long. She's going to be a star, but oh that we have not gonna seen be. this girl before. Yeah. She is a star. <laughs> so there's that. And it's clearly aimed at a younger crowd, right? So it's a little bit lighter 
than it, say Moon Knight. It and is even, very whimsical. It's actually yeah. the it's going to be the lightest of them all, if you ask me. So far, um, definitely. I think Hawkeye is the only one that even comes close to its tone. And Overall, Hawkeye still had its really, really dark moments too. Really dark, really emotional. I'd say WandaVision, but WandaVision gets so dark that everything in the beginning just gets kind of wiped out real yeah. fast. That's a good um, point though. We're only two episodes in. A lot can change. A lot can change. And it's weird to see how it is being affected while running simultaneously with Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Now, you know me as a big Star Wars fan. I'm sorry, Kamala. I am watching Kenobi three times on a day and you once on a day. So, like, I'm watching Kenobi like it's my drug. It is. And I'm watching Miss Marvel like it's the only thing that can bring me down from that drug. It is. And so it's like a weird, it's a weird bend here. I genuinely love Miss Marvel and I'm, ash- I'm not ashamed that people aren't watching it. I'm sad that people aren't watching it. I'm ashamed that I can't steal people's Disney pluses and watch it. Ratings, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to steal their money. I just want to steal their views for Miss Marvel. Um, it does deserve also, it. It's very also, deserving. the fucking review bombing. I'm going to get real angry here really quick. Are you mm. fucking kidding me, white people? This is coming from a white, blonde, blue-eyed dude living in Florida wearing a leather jacket. None of this makes sense. Yet here you are still doing this whole review bombing thing because you're super religious. Mm-hmm. Clearly, you're not accepting others. That's super religious. And you're very, very worried about, oh, well, all these young ladies. Listen, man, just grow up, grow a pair, leave us all alone, go live in your cave, never come out, be Scar from Mufasa or be Scar from Lion King. Run away. Run away and never come back. Has there been a religious backlash? I, I know she was receiving a lot of like racist comments for her role. Are I, you? Is religion <laughs> being brought into it too? Have you not seen the Christians Against Miss Marvel group on Facebook? I have not. I have half not. Half of it's satire, this. half of it is very real. Oh, no. We had a uh, friend of the show, Leah from She Will Rock You Pod, infiltrated yeah. the group, took some screenshots, and then promptly left because she did not like you know what we're here we're here i need people to understand the depths really fast hard aggressive tangent to something super not positive at all um terry mckyber in the chat saying you can't reason with stupid have to agree i do try though i try to negotiate terry it's we always try negotiate we always do try well i'm not i'm not surprised about the backlash i just i had no idea it was of this variety are you ready for some dramatic readings of these things? I got three here for you, folks. We're going to have some fun. Oh, boy. Here we go. All right. Christians against Miss Marvel. Coming uh, as a, a, a Christian advocate, I'd like to say I don't associate with this. Um, just <laughs> off the bat. Yes. Uh, I know some people might get confused. They're like, wait, but you're that. I'm I'm not with them. But, yeah, you let's know, hear it. I love – before we get too far, I love that because that's exactly – how pretty much every good person in the world relates to religious extremists of their own faith. Mm-hmm. They're like, Literally, like they're it, not it, real. It's they're like the losing their turned right now because mm-hmm. it, ever since 2001, it's been really hard for some people to uh, get along with the fact that there are some people of Middle Eastern descent living here. And now it seems oh, yeah. like you're you're saying that 
the same tension but reversed is also happening. No, no, it's the same. It's the same. It's the exact same. It is it's the exact same. same. All the way. It just the the difference is that uh I don't I don't know if people in the Middle East like recognize how that we actually do have some good Christians. You know how some people in America don't realize that there are quote unquote good Muslims, right? Yeah, right, yeah. They they it's, only it's see the yeah. So, but anyway, sad. let's let's hear what these crazy Christians have to say let's, about Miss Marvel. Let's let's have some dramatic readings of some of the dumbest stuff I've ever read. <laughs> this comes from name unknown. It's not true. I could read her name if I knew how to read that letter. <laughs> I'm against Miss Marvel, as Miss implies. Ms. By the way, implies she had been divorced. Why not call her Miss Marvel? M I S S. That's because this girl I don't know about clearly got married at a young age, divorced her husband, which is immoral. And now Marvel are pushing strong, single, independent women when we should have been pushing marriage. What? Thank you. This can't Thank be you. real. This can. Oh, be real. it's real, baby. Oh my, it's God. real. And I what? can't. Did get she watch five minutes? She's sixteen years old. The real question is, did she even watch it? Because I'm thinking, she certainly did not. No. Okay. She's clearly divorced, though. This one is funny. P pretty, pretty, pretty sure this is very satire. This, uh, think of this face every time you think about watching Miss Marvel. Jesus is watching. He will come into you and purge you of the gay thoughts. Jesus and Judas kiss wasn't gay because they said no homo afterwards. And remember, <laughs> WAP, worship and prayers. The photo? Jared Leto, baby. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, that one's fun. Okay, that I one like that fun. one. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> now, wow, worship. This one pray. comes from the person who made the page. If you know, then you know. I'm not going to name names, although I'm 100% certain it's a fake name. But whatever, it might be a comic character we know. Who knows? I'm going to read it verbatim. I'm not going to fix his Is bad name. Rogers. No, it's not. It's weird. <laughs> it I would. I would to thank you. Oh my God, I can't even do it. I would to thank all 15,000 members today, exclamation point. With this many of us backing this boycott, Disney will have to listen to us again, exclamation point. Okay. They've done this before? Oh, apparently. Just wait. We got Loki canceled, and we will do the same with this. Disney knows how powerful we have become. <clears throat> this movement will not be stopped. Amen. Oh my! Because well. it's in all caps with lots of exclamations. Oh no! So, and so that, no one tell him that Loki just started shooting last week. Tell him! Tell him! Let's <laughs> let's let's jump out of review bombing and why it's dumb and stop making fun of people. I'm so sorry, people. I hope that was all satire. Um, because you never know. I, you never know in this world. I'd be baffled if at least two out of three of those were real. Because like that. I can understand maybe the first one. Those second two, holy cow. Maybe. That's <laughs> wow. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. Um, but um, we're making waves, baby. We're making waves. <laughs> there, things are happening. Um, shout out Miss Marvel for being awesome. Episode two. Somewhere in this episode, I do not remember, the DODC interview Zoe. God, that was fun to say. Once it's revealed that quote unquote nightlight might be of South Asian nightlight. descent. They plan to do a tri-state sweep where they investigate every temple, mosque, and community center until they find Nightlight. I just thought Despite of another parallel Spider-Man. It's Nightlight and Night go. Monkey. Oh, my God. <laughs> nice. Um, 
Despite the progress to stop racism, the two officers point out that the FBI is still surveilling them for any terrorist activities. Again, the DODC feeling extra sinister E, so I'm calling Skrull for the whole thing. Um, I'm not the first one to think of it. I could be the first one to think of this. I'm definitely not the first one to say it for sure. I thought of it the first time I watched that episode. I was like, he looks sinister. He doesn't need to be sinister. Why does he look so angry? Agent Cleary? I'm like, yeah. And I was like, oh, he's a scroll. Oh, shit. They're all scrolls. Oh, that's how he knew about. Oh, and then. Oh, shit. I think ah! that might explain his lack of like human empathy is because yeah. he's not human. I I like where you're going with that because it, mm -hmm. he knows where Nick Fury is and no one knows where Nick Fury is. Like exactly. he's the one that told Spider-Man where Nick Fury or where Nick Fury wasn't at least. He's like Spider Nick Fury's been off world for the last year, dude. Like he said it so matter of fact. Like I've known this for a long time. How do you not know yeah. this? And I, he could be the tech guy. You know, he's going after all the Stark tech. You remember in Captain yeah. Marvel, he's like, "That's your tech guy," and maybe this is Fury's new tech guy. <laughs> oh my god! It was supposed to be my that. science I'd, guy. I'd be very happy with that. I like. Cleary, I like that he's kind of like, like the uh, Colson. Ooh, a scroll Colson. Scroll. A Scrollson. <laughs> there Nailed we go. It. Nice. I've been wanting Colson to be a scroll for so effing long, dude. Back when I, back when I, uh, had ideas of you know, I was like, ooh, if they bring Colson back, like, oh, they don't need to bring Colson back, or if they bring Colson back, or if they decide to do Colson at some point, they find out, oh, he's been a scroll this whole time. He's not a scroll we knew about. Um, but they did make him a scroll in Miss Marvel or in Captain Marvel, and that was cool, I guess. For a second, yeah. But what if that was to throw us off to the fact that he actually He's been a is. scroll the whole time. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really uh, deep undercover, yeah. Aha. Hey, we so, didn't meet Colson in, in Captain Marvel till scrolls were already there. That's all I'm saying. Uh, oh man, you're not wrong. <laughs> and we never saw him when the scroll wasn't in his body. Like we mm. saw him. No, we did. We did, didn't we? He like walks outside and is just like, um, right, everybody. Oh, go. yes, you're right. He was still at the blockbuster. He's like, uh, I'm still here. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, we, we wow. have we have we have saved Scrollson from further detriment. Um <laughs> it, let's let's dive in real not real fast because it's gonna take some time here. Not too much time. We're aiming for 20 minutes. Keep us on track there, JLB. We find out during an <laughs> awesome and adorable training sequence that Kamala's powers come from within her, and that it yes. the, it's theorized that the bangle unlocked the superhuman part of her. Yes. Inhumans wrinkle sitting there, or even better. X-Men or even better cosmic lineage. Okay, so let me ask you this. Do you think it's a coincidence oh. that we just saw Black Bolt again back in May? No. No, I don't. Me neither. When they mentioned the Terrigen Mists, mm -hmm. like they described everything about the Inhumans that you need to know in a sentence. Yeah. Yeah. So when I saw Multiverse of Madness again the second time, and I was like, they they mentioned the Terrigen Mists? And Literally. In Canonically, there's a bunch of different ways that it's been visually done. Could just be an energy field. Mm, could, could just, just be, a be power. an energy. Yeah, like the one that she's got a little bit of dust that pops up off of her, right? Well, the first times. time she put the bangle on, it did that thing where it completely covered her. I don't think we've seen it do that since then, right? 
No. Was that some sort of activation? And maybe that's, that's why that was yeah. so overwhelming for her is she was mm -hmm. going to be okay with the cameras and the fame and everything, but she was already so overstimulated by that change by that, she was going yeah. through. Mm -hmm. Wow. That would be, that's exactly, that's what I've been thinking for yeah, sure. This whole so we've time already like, seen a Terra Genesis ah. take place in yes. this Marvel. We just don't realize. Yes, exactly. <laughs> she, and what's, what's important to note is when, the Terrigen Mist hit you in the comics or in other uh, in uh, Agents of Shield. Mm -hmm. You go through a crystallizing process where you are like a boulder. You go into a cocoon of your own body, right? And it's a rock, or it's crystalline, or it's just a husk of yourself. And then what comes out is the inhuman. Yeah, and, and we so might have what seen goes it. over her. What goes over her is a crystalline, hard structure. That they're calling hard light. We should we should reference what they're calling the power in the show. I and hope that doesn't stick. I don't mind the power itself being called hard light this early. This Mostly early, yeah, I'm fine with it, but I hope it doesn't yeah. stick. <laughs> It'll stick in a way that Peter Tingle sticks, I think. Uh. <laughs> See, I love it's like use your tingle and blah 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 blah. And they're like, sure, yeah, use the tingle, whatever. So she'll be like, use the hard light, and someone's gonna be like, ugh. Dude, don't call it that. <laughs> I so, bet. Okay, yeah. Either Monica yeah. or uh, Captain Marvel will come up with a better name for it. <laughs> yeah. To be like, that's dumb. We're going to call it this. Photon light. I, don't, I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. Uh, we eventually get a little bit of Kamala's family backstory, which is kind of like... I got, I got a few points here, and it mostly focuses on the community and how things are related to Kamala and the tradition and the story that comes from the uh, her family, which is Yusuf explaining Muniba's mother Sana got separated from her family during the partition when she was just a child. Yeah. Um, she was assumed lost by the family, but just as the last train was departing for Pakistan, she quote unquote followed a trail of stars back to her father. Question for you real quick. Is this the same power as Kamala that she followed? Mm, I don't know. Okay. Is it too early to tell? It might be too early to tell. Is it? We'll find out. Um, what do you think? Uh, don't just leave me hanging. What do you think? Well, I don't want to spoil the ending, but we well, did. Okay, she was shooting get... light into the sky uncontrollably mm -hmm. when she first did it. Exactly. So maybe that, that, yeah, okay. A, yeah, a trail of stars kind of reminds me of the stairs she stepped upon to climb hmm. at the end of this. And even during the training sequence when she's trying to learn how to walk on them and do what her powers can do, uh -huh. and she creates platforms to walk them. on. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. I, I, think, so, I think there's some substance <laughs> there. Yeah. I, I think maybe that was a very early seed that was planted. Because mm -hmm. it's not a coincidence a that Kamala's having these visions of Aisha now, of her... Yeah, which we'll, we're about to get to. Yeah, what I like the most really quick is the... Because we're going to do another quick stop in a minute. Uh, what I really enjoy the most about you know, following a trail of stars back to the father mm -hmm. is this is a an A, it's cosmic power. B, there is a star represented on the band. And... Because of the story that we get of Aisha, the great grandmother, uh, it kind of is like mm, maybe, maybe that is her. And the way that the hard light structures the inside of it does starburst out as well. 
So that's where my brain went instantaneously. I like that. And when she when <laughs> instantaneously at the end of this discussion, uh, backstory, if you will, from Yusuf, Kamala has a vision with the cuff, possibly of Aisha, her great grandmother, who is believed to have shamed the family and possibly the original owner of that cuff. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So, real quick note on partition. Do you know what the partition is, JRB? Uh, I did after watching this. Um, I think I, I want to say I remember hearing about it briefly, like somewhere in high school, mm, but sense. not actually learning about it. Um, oh, and so you mean in I, high <laughs> wow, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, they did such a uh, good service to uh, all of us uh, students. But well, you know, history is written by the victors. So the conquerors, excuse me, King. <laughs> <laughs> no, but to um, answer your question, no, I wasn't familiar with the partition. Uh, this show, okay. uh, Ethan Simi, 15 Minutes of Marvel, second time I've plugged him now. Um, he uh, also said on his show that this is doing a, this show is doing a good job of, of teaching him more about this culture and its history. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, it, this has uh, taught me a lot. I did a deep dive on the partition because I was curious. I wanted to know. I want to hear like, all about it. I wanted to understand why they had such emotional trauma like built into this as soon as they mentioned the partition, I'm like, they reacted in a similar way how some people react when you mention the Holocaust. I'm like, ooh, I wonder how similar those are. Uh, as far as I've read, it wasn't as similar, but it wasn't too dissimilar in mm -hmm. certain ways. At the same time, the partition of India was in 1947, and it was when um, it's when British it divided British India, excuse me, into two independent dominions of India and Pakistan. Ooh. If I remember right, uh, here we go. It is the partition displaced between 10 and 20 million people along religious lines, creating overwhelming calamity in the newly constituted dominions. It's often described as one of the largest refugee, refugee crises in history. There was a large-scale violence situation going on, with estimates of the loss of life accompanying or preceding the partition disputed and varying between several hundred thousand and two million. That's a big range of deaths. Yeah. To be estimated. Uh, Just, yeah, that's not even, like, kind of close. Like, that's such it, large. Like, to not even know, like, that shows you yeah. the, the depth of this tragedy. Is like, you couldn't even keep track of who was dying. That's how chaotic it was. You know? Like, that's crazy. We don't like colonizers, do we, JRB? I don't think we're I don't think we like colonizers. Not a fan of those colonizers. No. I they mm. they might have created some great countries back in the day, but uh was it we gotta ask, was it worth it? 
No, it's never worth it. They did it on <laughs> blood of the backs of others and blood of everybody else. I mean, Jesus. The way the no. world this used to run, or the way the world used to run, is uh, not fun to talk about. Let's definitely not act like it's any different these days. It just may not be happening as publicly yet. Also, other countries are not us, so it still happens. Um, the world is violent. Be nice to everybody. You never know what you're going to go through. Uh, the the violent nature of the partition created an atmosphere of hostility, apparently, uh, is the basis. That was not the right word, but the uh, beginnings of hostility and suspicion between India and Pakistan. That is still going on today. This comes from Sarah Shafi of AV Club. Um, she wrote, partition is still living in memory and Muslims, Hindus and Sikhs still carry the inherited trauma of being ousted from their homes and having friends turn to enemies in an instant. For decades, stories about partition have been really difficult to come across because there was a silence caused by trauma. And because as Nakia says, history is written by the oppressors. It's only in recent years that people have started to share what they saw and heard and went through. Unfortunately, it's almost too late. Those who remember partition or know the stories of the time are now few and far between because age and health comes for us all. Mm. So this is literally a part of history that we just officially got a, a, a much better understanding of. And it's like a child right now learning about World War II for the first time. Yeah, that is literally like this is a, an entire nation's history, two mm -hmm. nations, really. Uh <laughs> caused by a third nation that's still around today um <laughs> that's yeah it's pretty wild i i really wasn't expecting i knew that this show was going to teach me some things culturally that i, I wasn't mm -hmm. familiar with i didn't realize it was going to be this heavy i mean this was yeah this is uh something i really had no frame of reference on and is really tragic mm -hmm. to read about yeah and it's i they're talking about it and i'm like okay yeah like i don't when when was this partition like i'm thinking they're like oh my grandmother or my mother and their parents i'm like okay all right yeah let's let's see if that works and then okay and then just okay and so we um what and so when i looked it up and i'm like oh it's 1947 yeah oh that's why it sounds very holocausty and how they describe it because it kind of is you get on trains you're shipped out of here literally become right enemies yeah your friends become enemies uh, on an instant, on a whim, you're betrayed and turned over to be kicked out of a country, essentially. Yeah. All because of a different religion. Yeah, that's basically not too dissimilar from it's the like Holocaust. It's like they were taking notes, Britain. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Real quick to get super, super lighthearted. Hi, Aunt Pam. Uh, Aunt, Pam Aunt Pam in the chat saying hi. <laughs> hi. hi. Uh, you joined at a, a very convenient moment we're talking about yes. partition. Yeah. And uh, it's great that uh, Aunt Pam is not a part of the Illuminantes. Uh, the Illuminantes. Nice yeah. Illuminantes. That was another. Man, this Marvel. I, what a fun show. We, we got to talk more about this. So we another thing we learn about. Uh, from Miss Marvel's culture is um, a religious event that they celebrate. I think they said twice a year. Um, she said it's the lesser Eid? of the two called Eid Mubarak. Am I saying that right? Yeah, they just call it Eid usually. Um, Got, or is Eid Mubarak like the like the greeting that you give them or something? Uh, 
It's possible. I, it's they, possible. They, they kept I, saying something of that nature, but yeah, I, I got to learn about yeah. that too. I had no idea that was a thing. Yeah, you got to learn about that. Well, let me teach you about something else, bud. We also see the act of wudu, which is the Islamic procedure for cleansing parts of the body. It is typically a ritual. Uh, it's a type of ritual purification, typically done before prayer. Kamala and Nakia do this in their ba- uh, in a washing sink. I believe it was a restroom. And then they head into the mosque for prayer and lecture. Have you ever seen this happen? Have you ever seen this in film or in person where someone is cleansing themselves in the sink right before prayer? No. No. <laughs> not, I not, have. Not uh, Muslim, no. Just someone cleansing themselves. Yeah, in the like bathroom. the yeah. idea of it, yes. But this, yeah. to, to get not an inside in look. Extent, uh, yeah, no, definitely not. Uh, I went to Florida Tech, as some of you may know, David as well. Um, it's very interna- internationally diverse. It is a pipeline to SpaceX, NASA, and the like, so of course it is. Voodoo is something that I've seen plenty of times in college in the sinks of the restrooms. Um, very, like, as soon as they go in and they start washing, I go, oh, they're about to pray. Like, instant click in my head. I was like, oh, they're going to pray now. I got it. Okay, it's 5 o'clock, of course. As the sun sets, you pray to the West. Got it. Um, and I didn't realize how underrepresented this, seeing this is in media, until I read the recap of Miss Marvel episode two from Sarah Shafi on AV Club. Mm. And it, it kind of dawned on me that I am very lucky to have gone to Florida Tech and see, uh, have friends from literally the entire direct other side of the world from India, Pakistan, Egypt, um, South Africa, Nigeria, the Bahamas, China, Japan, like everywhere, spread out. S- I'm missing all the Slavic nations as well. My friends there, Western Europeans, Eastern Europeans, all over the world. And you get, a, you get to learn a lot about other cultures and other people and how the world really is from people who are like living on the streets, not, oh, what the news tells us. Like, what is it like on the streets? And that's JRB where I found out that most people in the Muslim faith uh, of Islamic faith are straight up just like, yeah, they're the extremists. And he's like, He's like, do y'all have that? And I'm like, oh, yeah, we have the Westboro Baptist Church. We like to call them the Westboroers. And he's like, what is that? And I'm like, they try to kill everybody, and they they march against everything. They pretty much just, I don't even know what they do other than piss everybody off. Um, and he's like, oh, that sounds familiar. I'm like, see, we, you yeah, got it. It's Yeah, um, I mean, they don't get as much attention here because they, they don't do anything too drastic. But uh, no one likes them. That's for no. sure. Or get swept under the rug. I mean, hard to say. That too. Yeah. But um, I'm, wow, I'm so like morbid today. What happened? You are, man. This is. Uh, hey, it, we haven't even really... gotten to the boys yet. So let's. I let's know. Keep that's it why I'm kind of concerned. I'm like, we. This I know. Is I'm scared. Lighthearted part. This is the lighthearted. Uh, so Nakia runs for mosque board and manipulates Yusuf, aka her white whale, into thinking a vote for her cousin might be betrayal to Kamala. Very sly. Very lovely. I loved it. Um, and they end the entire episode. We got that. They end the entire episode with the Eid party scene where Kamala has to make her first save with her powers consciously. A boy tries to get the perfect selfie classic and falls extra classic. Kamala saves him and then has another vision of Aisha, which causes him to fall. She provides landing pads to slowly cushion his fall. And the DODC shows up. 
and Kamala escapes by getting saved by Karman, who I haven't spoke about this whole time, and I'm so sorry I forgot, and his mother. That's right. Uh, now, before Kamran, we get into his mother, we got to talk. Yeah. Kamran is the crush in this story of this coming-of-age teenage Kamala Khan. Uh, he's introduced at the beginning of the second episode mm -hmm. in uh, Cafeteria, right? And Zoe's yeah. talking about her time and how she was saved by Nightlight, and then she says she's throwing a party. This dude walks by. He's like, you're the new senior, right? And Kamran goes, yeah. She's like, you should come to this party. And he's like, totally. And Kamala, that's when she decides we're going there, too, just so she can see him. And she finds him. They link up. The party gets busted. They they run away. He drives them. And then all of a sudden, he's super into Kamala, completely blowing off Nakia and Bruno in the backseat, even calling Bruno Brian at one point uh, <laughs> as he's falling away. But Kamran quickly plants himself as like a, a piece in Kamala's life, a distraction, really. Um, and uh, yeah, then he comes around at the end of the episode, pulls up right at the right moment. She hops in the car. And who's sitting in the backseat? The woman that introduces herself as his mother, or he introduces her as his mother. And boy, does she look familiar. Thomas, where have we seen this woman before? I don't know, bro. Tell me. It's Aisha. Is it? I, yeah. Isn't it? Did I miss, did I miss that? I think it, no, I'm, I'm fairly certain that's Aisha. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay. Okay. I, I, okay. It looks okay. just like the woman that uh, uh, Kamala's been seeing in her visions. Okay. We're going to Google this real quick. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. So no, when, you, when she I said, I've been waiting a long time to meet you, who did you – What did Yeah. What did you think she well, was talking about? I'm I'm so interested my, now. Where did you where did you go with this? I love this, dude. I love this. I had two different thoughts. Okay. Number one, I got questions for you uh -huh. that I was gonna have you answer, but you already uh, you got me already. <laughs> oh, <laughs> is wow. she okay. an agent of some kind, and is Kamran a little agent? So I think there's a scene where they're sitting in a uh, restaurant. They're gonna grab some food and. Uh, this is Kamala and Kamran. And then her brother, Amir, shows up. She doesn't want Amir to know that she's with this boy. So she says, it's my cousin. What if they're actually related? Okay. That's my other question. <laughs> is she actually his cousin? Like, Right. Like, I, I have a feeling they really are, like, somehow related. Because I think that's her great-grandmother in the backseat. Interesting. I am trying to... Uh... Get the whole entire top. There it is. Get the cast to load on me. Kamran um, didn't show up until after she put that bangle on. That's all I'm saying. It's true. And yeah. and I find it interesting that someone came, which is why I'm like, oh, maybe it is 
her like it's it's an agent who knew it's an agent of some kind it's an agent that's a little agent Kamran is a smaller agent (laughs) exactly that's exactly what i was thinking the whole time but i i'm not even seeing uh i'm not is no one talking about this am i crazy no one's talking about this i'm not seeing any actress for playing aisha I am seeing that's weird because um, she had Aisha seeing, has been in it. I'm seeing Nimra Bucha. I feel like I'm not, uh, I don't know if I'm butchering that. I apologize if I am. Uh, is her name is Najma and she is listed two below Kamran in the credits. Hmm. So perhaps, maybe, because I don't understand how she could be this high, it's Kamran, Sana, Najma. And then Taisha, which is Amir's fiance. So from there, hmm. it's like a oh, okay, that is a step down right there. Yeah. If we're talking Sana, and here's the thing, bud. Here's the thing. I'm seeing a, I'm seeing her in this video. Yeah. Like I'm seeing some pictures of her. Yeah. And and uh, you might be right, dude. You might be right. That was my first question. I was wondering too. I'm looking it up. I'm like I'm scroll. I'm scrubbing through this episode right now because now you got me questioning myself. Oh man, you're going deep. I love it. I love it. Well, (laughs) let me (laughs) let me let me try and wrap up a little bit of what I'm. Go for it. I'm gonna see if I'm right Um, about this or not. I absolutely am uh, all in on Miss Marvel. I think I think the DODC is going to lead to something bigger. I agree. Um, and and it'll be very it'll be very very interesting to see how mm, it'll be interesting to see how the DODC part of it all shakes out if they are scrolls if they lead to someone else or if now that Kamala is being seen with that specific power if people who know that power are going to come after her often it happens so that's kind of where i see this going for the overarching of it all. Muniba does not want to talk about the partition, nor does she want to talk about Aisha. And part of me is thinking, perhaps she knows way more than she's letting on. She has mentioned plenty of times about living in fantasies Uh and living in a dream world. And our family has done this for many years and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay. And then in this episode, as soon as partition is mentioned, she gets up and she walks away and she's like, it's a fairy tale. It is all wrong. Um, that was not a bad accent. Uh, it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. <laughs> it was all right. Uh, yeah, it, was it was okay. It was a solid 50%. But I, I definitely think um, we're going to find out a lot more. Like all these things happening to Kamala, this power is going to be so closely related to her family specifically mm-hmm. that it's going to stay a very small emotional story while big things are happening out there. Um, quick on the DODC, you mentioned the photon gloves and I remembered and I'm bringing it back up. We've only seen the DODC go after one person so far. Right. Zoe. Zoe. Who's next? Bruno. Bruno. It's gotta be because Bruno. Because if they find the gloves in the bathroom and they're like, oh, this is made by this kid. Oh, Mm -hmm. I wonder. And he was here. We see him here. In fact, Zoe sees Bruno and Nightlight leave together. So if something gets out, if she slips up, Bruno's next. So you were right, John. You were right. Take a bow. Thank you. Thank you. 
I, I think it's very convenient. We still haven't heard about those photon gloves yet. I, I honestly thought they were going to hit that first. I didn't know they were going to go after Zoe, but I get makes sense. She's the one that posted the videos and everything and got the fame for it. So prime suspect. You're so um, famous. But <laughs> it's so famous. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, there's one other part of the DODC we have to touch on, and then and then we can hop over to the boys because I'm super excited to talk everything boys episodes four and five. But um, something I, I got even more excited about was seeing drones go after Kamala in, in the end of that episode from the yeah. DODC because those drones looked awfully similar to the Edith drones that we saw in Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, and the DODC took the Edith glasses from Spider-Man in No Way Home when they confiscated all the, the Stark tech. Unless I miss something, oh my god! I don't think you're, just yeah. anyone can put on those Edith glasses and control those drones. Like, you you have to have like the whole movie Far From Home was about Mysterio trying to get that access from Peter Parker because he couldn't do it otherwise. And now the DODC's like, well, we can do it. I how is it science guy? Is it, you're my science guy, right? You're my science guy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, That's I can't it. wait to see Ben Mendelsohn again. Oh my god, really quick, Ben Mendelsohn is always having trouble with his science guy. Literally. In Rogue oh. One, it's it's <laughs> Galen Urso. Yeah, he's science yeah, good guy. Point. Good point. <laughs> you're my science guy, right? Uh, you're my science guy, right? Love it. Um, uh, but yeah, we saw some drones, and uh are we really not gonna talk about how they're controlling them? Because you just made a whole movie about how you need something really specific to control those drones, and now you're saying you don't need that. So well, does Mysterio have to, a mole in the DODC? Well, A, possible. Damn, that's a good idea. B, to be fair, it is a likelihood that this is eight months to a year later, and it's possible Stark Industries had to relinquish all control of their technology, meaning that even Edith will be reprogrammed. How? To that's so. I, that's crazy, man. It's really man, crazy. I don't know. That is something we'll find out. How? Maybe they stabbed Peter Parker with like some needle, and all of a sudden he's like, "Edith, give government control, dude." And then like hands it off. I don't know. I'm not a writer in this universe. You're right. We're I only two episodes in. A lot can happen. They are planting a lot of different little MCU seeds where they could mm. take it and run with it if they want to. Um, but yeah. those drones really stuck out to me. And the fact that Kamala destroyed one too, like she, when she was fighting back, trying to run away, she actually got one of them. I thought oh, that yeah, was pretty, pretty awesome yeah. to see. Slipped um, in my head. Love that. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, those drones, man, uh, I hope we get uh, more <laughs> drones, of a, man. I hope we get more of an explanation on that. Uh, I wonder if those are what's going to be used to encounter like super human threats now. So humans don't have to, I wonder if that's just like standard protocol. Holy fuck! Yeah, it is just like um, aim hunting. AIM, definitely uh, like in humans right? in the Avengers game. Oh, a, sorry. B, <laughs> just like aim hunting anybody in yeah. any comic lore. <laughs> right. And Kamala was the main focal point the of that main game focal too. Point. And how many drones were there, buddy? Uh, lots of drones. Lot. Lots of drones. I like to blow them up with lightning because I only play with Thor. He's 123 rank. You're fucking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, final thoughts on Miss Marvel. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. I'm loving we it. We did not go 20 minutes. I, Damn. Yeah, that's all right. Um, I'm absolutely loving it. I, I'm, I wasn't, it wasn't that I wasn't expecting much. I just wasn't getting my hopes up because I really didn't mm. know how this one was going to go. And um, should have got my hopes up because there's nothing to worry about. This show is a ton of fun. Yeah, I didn't really, I'm not going to say I didn't have my hopes up. I was just like, I don't know what to expect. My mm-hmm. only interaction with this character is the Avengers game, and I love her because of it. Like, let's think about that. The character is so well-crafted that in a video game that's not super great, I fall in love with that character. Right. That's That goes to tell you how good of, uh, how well-crafted Kamala Khan is. To fit into, to fit into reality as a human being, but also fit into the MCU in the Marvel universe as a whole, right. as a super fan, the yeah. fact that we're super fans, we connect with her on a new way, right? Right. Uh, and this, this show, I think there were people who were very upset from stuff being changed in the comics. Understandable. I'm the same way. I might have said I'm never going to watch Thor Ragnarok if they cut Thor's hair. Obviously, that's a lie. I've seen it a lot. It might be my third favorite MCU film. It is. So I, I, I I'm so tired of this. Get over your comic book fetish. Like, it, yeah, this is its, its own fair. thing. I had to learn it. You should learn it. Yeah, I, um, I, I love when they do comic accurate stuff. Yeah. But why would you expect it? Yeah, especially at. This point, when they're like, we're our own, we, I can't even speak. We that, are our that own was a universe. Perfect Kevin Feige impression. You're right. It, he gets on stage and <laughs> <laughs> is it not enough, Jonathan? <laughs> oh, I love um, it. Because uh, we're gonna take we're gonna take an actual thirty second break this time. I clicked the wrong ad last time. My bad, guys. And we'll be back to talk the boys season three. Do we have any more Miss Marvel comments? We do not. We'll see you on the other side. Famous Faces and Funnies in Melbourne, Florida is leading the way in pop culture fun. From comic books and graphic novels to Funko Pops and collector's items, Famous Faces and Funnies has it all. Rick Shea and the professional team at Famous Faces and Funnies are friendly and knowledgeable. Whether you're looking for toys, props, collector treasures, or a new comic book, Famous Faces and Funnies is your one-stop shop. To find Famous Faces and Funnies on Facebook and Twitter, just type at FFFComics. Because because everybody loves uh, diversity and inclusion, and we're about to jump into the boys, let's have a little positive spin real quick. Uh, Terry McIver says that Liverpool Football Club 
have quite a few practicing Muslims in the team. The team is taken to finishing warm-ups early to accommodate the time taken to wash and pray before games as a way to respect these customs. Be like Liverpool Football Club, LFC. Woo, LFC. I'm not rooting for you, though, loves. Sorry. Uh, he also, Terry also says in the comments, I think he may be her great uncle. Uncle, maybe. Terry, no idea who you're talking about, bud. Let us know in the He's comments. talking about Kamran. Holy shit, that'd be weird. Yeah. Okay. He's truly right. Aisha's son. That would line up, kind of. It sort would of. line up. It yeah. would line up as her uncle, her great uncle. Yeah, because great it'd uncle. Be her yeah, spot on. Um, uncle, maybe. Yeah, who knows? Maybe it's a great. Oh my god, that's why he's a big fan of Kingo. He's been there the whole time. Not gonna go that far. Uh, Let's jump to the boys. Let's it. jump to Vatland. Ah, Let's go to okay. Vatland. Right. Vatland. Vatland. Yes. Yeah, so uh, the boys, uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about episode four last week, so we're gonna talk about episodes four and five tonight. Um, because so much happened, and all of it is amazing and terrifying and uh, gut-wrenching and disgusting and wonderful and what other adjectives are there because it's all of those. Um, yeah, so at Excelsior. the end of <laughs> Yes, absolutely. So the end of episode three, it left us in a weird spot. So uh, first of all, hashtag Homelight. Um, want to throw up in my mouth just saying it. Uh, Homelander is now saying that Starlight, he and Starlight are officially a couple. They've coined it hashtag home light um, and starlight is being forced to play along. Um, we saw supersonic um, join the seven. Uh, he won the, uh, the uh, competition to, to get that seventh spot in the seven. Um, it was him and the deep that won the other spot as a surprise entry by Homelander. So the other two contestants on the show got gypped um, and the deep retook his spot in the seven. Uh, Huey, Asked Kimiko to break his arm so he could get out of work so they could go to Russia to try to track down the weapon that uh, is supposedly going to help them kill Homelander because it killed Soldier Boy. But episode four gives us a fun turn. Um, so Huey finds out that Butcher, Billy Butcher, has been juicing up on that temporary V that gives him uh, superhuman abilities, and he is not happy about it. Um and they have a really interesting exchange where they do some serious character development for both Butcher and Huey, where Huey is feeling like a weakling. He just had Homelander um, in his face. Or, you know what, that actually comes later, so we're going to talk about that in a minute. But Huey's at a spot where he feels like he's helpless. He's dating Starlight, who always has to come save his ass, and uh, he, he feels useless to the boys, mm -hmm. to his own life, to his love life, everything. Um, and so he's mad that Butcher's doing this, but he kind of wants some for himself. And meanwhile, Butcher's trying to convince him, like, you don't want this. It's worse than anything I've done. It, it's not a, it's a punishment. You know, it's, this is awful and I don't want you to go through this. And Huey looks at him and says, or the Butcher says, you don't deserve this. And Huey says, what? And you do? And that yeah. one line right there sums up, uh, a whole year's worth of what they could have spent developing these characters where, Huey is mad that he doesn't feel like he's getting what's owed to him. And Butcher just hates himself. Like, <laughs> he's, yeah. just like he, he's like, yeah, I do deserve this. I'm a piece of shit. Um, so beautiful, beautiful interaction between them right at the start of that episode. Um, then we jump over to uh, Stan Edgar and Congresswoman Victoria Newman. Um, Edgar visits Newman at her home unexpectedly and asks her to threaten Homelander with some FCC fines. So we find out that Newman is kind of Edgar's attack dog for Homelander and something that would, you know, 
effectively get through to a crazy guy like Homelander. Um, but what we don't see till later on is that Newman ends up um, going behind Stan Edgar's back. And instead of uh, coming down on Homelander, she opens an investigation into Stan Edgar for the corruption at Vought. And uh, turns out she was in cahoots with Homelander. Homelander was a step ahead of Edgar, I guess, and uh, got to Victoria Newman. And it turns out Newman is in the market for some V, some compound V for her own daughter. Uh, because she she wants to protect her child, she thinks you know uh, I I need her to to be like me because I can't always protect her and and with the the path that I'm going down the the her whole focal point has totally shifted from protecting Stan to protecting her own which is uh, her daughter. So we end up getting this really gut wrenching scene where she she shoots her daughter up with the compound V and she's holding her in her bed and uh, the scene just kind of fades away with her her daughter just screaming and crying in agony. And haunting. and it, it, even the fact that she doesn't even know if it's actually going to work is is haunting. Um, yeah. But a, as a result of that, Homelander finds Stan Edgar in the Vought Tower and starts to taunt him um, and, and starts to walk circles around him, literally poking at him, saying, I used to be afraid of you, you know, like, oh, I'm so glad you're not a problem for me anymore. I'm so far past you. I've I've evolved. I've progressed. I'm, I'm above you now. And Edgar turns it into what he's been doing this whole time cold conniving three steps ahead of everyone else completely acting cool as a cucumber like nothing's wrong um and even as much of a instigator as homelander is and we'll see more of that later uh edgar just takes it and he's like you're nothing man it we're still a pharmaceutical company you're just bad product he calls homelander mm. bad product and you could see that hit him and even though homelander you know how he tries to deflect you could see it in his eyes. And that's Anthony Starr's acting coming out. He plays he's, a maniac so well. It's amazing. He is crushing this role. Quick question for you. Hopefully it doesn't turn into a 20-minute tangent like we normally do. Oh boy, so do you think things. Homelander got to Newman before Edgar? Or do you think, because it's not been kind of laid out, I get the feeling Newman, based on the interaction with Homelander, mm -hmm. went to Homelander and was like, this is what Edgar wants me to do, and I can't do that because I know that you're going to come after me, so I'm going to do this. I want you to get me Compound V. Mm, so you think Newman used it as leverage, like if you give me the V, I won't do what Stan wants me to do. I'll side with you. Yeah, exactly. So it was literally because... just what's in the best interest of my daughter. I can go after Homelander like Stan wants, and he can continue to protect me like he has been doing but I don't think he's going to be able to if I go after Homelander, so I'm going to side with him instead. I like that. Exactly. I, I think it and, might be that. I think it's her deciding Edgar can't protect me anymore. And the the compound V is meant to be a protectant away from, you know, oh, well, at least she'll have something to try and protect herself from Homelander and not mm -hmm. just be a, a flesh pool. Right. Right. So. Exactly. Yeah. Um, what about Frenchie? What's going on with Frenchie? I miss my guy. Man, Frenchie. I love, Fr I love Frenchie. Is he going? Is things happening good for him in his life? Oh, Thomas, my oh. my sweet darling friend. Uh, no, I'm be depressed. Um, Frenchie is really going through it. So uh, we we left off with Frenchie in kind of a weird spot. Uh, his old boss, little Nina, has been antagonizing him. Um, Sherry, who we saw in episode one, I believe, we have not seen since. Um, or maybe she popped up twice, but she's been gone for a little bit and Nina's been 
uh, essentially telling Frenchie, if you don't continue to work for me, she's going to die. And so Frenchie doesn't know what to do. He essentially goes to Butcher for help and brings Butcher to, to Nina and, 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 and says, here, th- here's Butcher. Meet him. This is my boss. We got to come to some sort of arrangement here. You know, I, she has something we need. Maybe we can work something out. And uh, we find out that Butcher actually leverages Kimiko to get what they want. Um, Frenchie's pissed by this, but it was it was either this or Sherry's life, according to Butcher. So um, Nina's got mm. a job for them. Mm. She they're still looking for this weapon that supposedly killed Soldier Boy. They want it to kill Homelander, and little Nina apparently knows where they can find some information on it or where they can actually track it down. But she has an errand for them to run first, and uh, that errand was. Um, one of the most entertaining and also one of the most layered scenes in this season so far. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, but Huey, at, at while this is going on, uh, goes to Vought Tower to visit Starlight with his broken arm and to tell her, hey, we're going to Russia. Um, and Homelander interjects, comes into her room, gets right in Huey's face, kind of starts teasing him about the whole Homelight situation. Um, and it really gets to a point where Huey takes a step toward him and says... I'm not backing down, but I, I might get lasered in the face right now. Uh, but he was tired of putting up with the bully stuff from Homelander. And Starlight steps in, kind of tells him to back off, says, I got the ratings. You need to leave me alone or leave him alone. And then Homelander, being the cock that he is, grabs Huey's arm, signs his cast in huge letters, says best Homelander, um, which mm-hmm. I... Man, you just you just have to hate, you know. <laughs> it's, it was such a hard scene to watch. Um, but yeah, the media is just running rampant with this hashtag Homelight. And I, even after Huey and the gang get to Russia, he's watching the TV overseas, and even they're talking about it. And they show Huey in these crying, this crying face on on their news cycle, and uh, he's really going through it. But um, yeah, yeah, the Russia adventure is fun, but there's still a lot going back on in the states too. Um, Really quick, you mentioned, uh, you know, Sh- little Nina wanted uh, Cherie, mm-hmm. and then it was like, oh, we'll just do a job. Yeah. I want Cherie. Maybe there's a little more we can do, love. Yeah. I think they got it on. I think you're right. I think that I there think, was a lot more think, that happened in that scene than they showed us. Be- because this is after he's already taken the V. Right. And Butcher, known to be a self-saboteur mm-hmm. and kind of always up for anything, coming off of that hangover would definitely be looking for some kind of um oh yeah there's carnal pleasure we should say very flirtatious vibes um but that's and little nina I, too i i mean frenchy couldn't convince nina of anything so how did butcher do it in 20 minutes a good question was it 20 minutes it wasn't long i, I it was the same day <laughs> Right, well, it was definitely the same day. It was not very long <laughs> no, for sure. I, I'm ex- I may be exaggerating. I, I don't yeah. know the exact time frame, but my point is, it didn't kidding. take him long to get what Frenchie had been trying to get out of her is, and it, and that is just being reasonable. Um, so to get someone like Little Nina to be reasonable and to come up with an alternate solution for him, even though she was so set on getting this from Frenchie specifically, uh, mm. says says a lot about what Butcher's still capable of and what he's willing to put himself through to get what he yeah. wants. Um, and that comes back to the temporary V. But uh, there's still a lot going on in the seven that is happening kind of in the background. Um, mm-hmm. And A-Train is, is a player that keeps getting pulled back into the spotlight 
And he's literally useless. Like, it, and, and I don't mean this in an offensive way, but he literally has become the token black guy in the seven where he's only being used to pander for political points while he's actually begging to do like something actually productive for his community, you know, to, to fight this racial injustice that is being brought to his attention as a superhero. Um, I, 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 it's, the political commentary is definitely heavier in this season than seasons past, but this mm. one is like right on the nose of exactly what these corporations are doing is they're, they're saying they're these activists and they're supporting all of these causes, but they're just putting it out for, to, to win brownie points with people. Um, and so he's in that right now and he's not really getting what he wants. He's just kind of a showman. Um, that is uh, until the deep kind of humiliates him. Um uh, the deep and a train get in a fight out in the hall and uh, yeah. uh essentially uh, a train punches the deep in the gills and then deep fights back and they both end up on the ground homelander walks up he's basically shaking his head like you're both pathetic but he helps deep up leaves a train on the ground calls a train like a, a fat something again because he's just still insulting his weight just uh and completely emasculating um uh a train uh mm. As soon as we start to like A Train, though, it turns out he's still a bitch. <laughs> I love that. Homelander's bitch, uh, to be specific, because Supersonic caught the end of this, caught that going down, saw, caught uh, A Train going into the elevator and seeing how Homelander was treating him. And one thing we hadn't haven't covered yet is that Starlight sought out uh, Supersonic and told him, hey, I'm only telling you this because I I don't want you to be in danger. Homelander's going nuts. We got to stop him. And he essentially agrees to join that cause, you know, Starlight and Maeve trying to go up against Homelander. Um, the mistake he makes is not <laughs> Terry McIver in the chat. A train, more like a hole, same person. Yeah, absolutely. I like that one better. Um, a hole is what we'll call him from now on. Uh, but <laughs> the... Uh, the dynamic between Starlight and Supersonic was just starting to bud into something that would have been interesting. Uh, but he made the mistake of believing A-Train isn't still an a-hole. And so he yeah. kind of let him in on their plan. And we'll find out later that doesn't really turn out very well for him. But there's a lot of stuff going on in the seven. You know, Maeve is faking a career plummet. Uh, the Deep and A-Train are fighting to be Homelander's best bitch. Ashley is the CEO and she's symbolizing why the corporate world is such a toxic crap hole uh is there anything going on in the seven that you're interested in that i haven't mentioned already uh, fighting to be homelander's best bitch um, <laughs> I mean, <that's> <laughs> it could not be more accurate though that's exactly what's happening yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to i'm trying to think uh that was super good nah in the seven in the seven no that's all we need to know let's cool. talk about what happens in 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 russia okay I, I think that's from Russia with love from yeah or lack thereof. Uh, so <laughs> they arrive in Russia. Butcher and MM have like a heart to heart about the boys and what it's become, uh, as well as you know, uh, MM's stance on the whole temporary V thing. Um, mm. He's very much against it. Huey's seems to be very much for it. Uh, and Butcher's kind of caught in the middle of that. Um, but Butcher seems it as sees it as more of like a necessary evil. Um, but yeah, so they get to Russia, um, and they send Kimiko on this side mission that they need to complete for Nina so she, they, she can get that information to them. 
Um, and it turns out the the guy that the hit that that Nina puts out that Kimiko has to complete is a. Uh, some disgusting Russian sex trafficker who's got all of these young women in a bedroom and he opens up this closet and he says contraband and it's literally sex toys uh, themed after the seven. So you've got seven sex toys on the wall, each themed after one of the the people in the seven, the heroes in the seven. And um, man, this is the scene I was talking about that's really layered because he pulls the, the toys out and you think something really bad's about to happen. And then something really bad does happen, but it, we like it is we all of a sudden <laughs> see, we? I, I really enjoyed it because I was shaking with rage. I was really hoping they oh, weren't going to like go too far do, into that scene. Do that, do uh, that with the scene. Okay. Right. And then Fair. right as things are about to get really bad, things get even worse. But for our benefit, uh, we mm -hmm. see the black noir, toy goes straight through the guy's face we're looking at him right in the face and it just comes straight yeah. out of his mouth pulls back Imagine out that in 3d yeah yeah right we see a giant hole in his head kimiko standing behind him she killed him right then and there the guy's guards bust in she has to use the rest of those toys to try to knock them all out kill him whatever um and we think it's going really well and then we get hit with another little shock kimiko gets shot in the face and she falls oh, over yeah. and we think just for a second, we That's think right. she's not dead, is she? And the camera never leaves her face. The bullet hits her head. She hits the ground. Life kind of goes away from her face for a second. Then all of a sudden she twitches, she blinks and the bullet falls out of her head. She stands back up and the girl, it was a uh, one of the, the victims that was mm -hmm. standing, shaking, terrified that shot her, mm -hmm. saw Kimiko stand back up and they're all screaming, begging her not to hurt them. And Kimiko realizes, wow, they still see me as this monster, even though I saved them. Mm -hmm. It's the things I have to do to accomplish this are not worth it. I'm I'm still perceived as the bad guy. Um, yeah. And I I we can get into this now or later, but I do think that that scene is also a huge foreshadowing of exactly how this season is going to end and what the downfall of Vought is going to be. Is that the toys are the actual seven? And the seven are going to be used against Vought by the boys without Vought realizing it. They'll take down Vought and then they'll have to deal with the seven. That's just that, that's what I took Bro. away from it because it just seemed like, why would you have the seven sex toys? Like, that's that's so. Out Did you there. see the you website they made? Yes, yes. So, I go, yeah, love explain, it. What, explain the website. Okay, so really fast. The website is, I don't remember the name of it, but you go to it and it's designed to be a shop and you scroll around and you can't click on anything. But when you do click, you can't click on anything until you get to the sex toys. You click on it and you find out they're all sold out. But they do have <laughs> like a couple different pictures and angles, like a genuine shop. Um, and it just, it has a little bit of like background on like, oh, it's done this, like this. And this yeah. really, really, really weird. Gontraban. I thought I'd see this guy, bro. And <laughs> so, uh, trust the bro. Absolutely, absolutely <laughs> loved the, it's such great marketing to be like, hey, you remember that weird shit we did? Here's a website for it. It's really about good it. marketing. And, and it's I Maven sure time. We didn't it. even get to talk about it's Maven time. Did you see that? So after episode four dropped, um, the the seven, uh, the that faux Twitter. Um, here, I'm gonna pull it up right now. Uh, their Twitter account uh, for the seven. 
um, tweeted out that you know the the movie that the in universe movie that they were advertising Dawn, Dawn of, of the Seven. Seven? Yeah. Um, Is that something they say in there? Yes. So their Twitter okay. account was like fake promoting um that that movie and saying uh, that they're going to re-release it in theaters so it said dawn of the seven is back despite still being in theaters we heard all of your tweets and we will be re-releasing the film this week don't miss your chance to relive all the action use code it's maven time to oh get a God. discount on your second ticket until june 30th they're literally trolling morbius <laughs> in real time this is a this is amazing. The, this is marketing the at peak. Release came after this show already started. This marketing team is keeping up in real time with these comic book movie events, and and creating a parody of them while the show's running. It, this is I love it. I love this it. Is, it's it's so refreshing. It's so much. It's fun. so meta. It's it, so it really meta. Is. It's it, us. It's us. It literally doing is. all of it. It's so great. It's us. Just it, yes. It's I love it so much. So yeah. The this marketing team with the Twitter account they have is is really making this this show so much fun to follow along with. Mm -hmm. It's not often you follow along with shows in real time where it's interactive. Uh, that's yeah. something that like the Marvel, you know, the Disney Plus stuff is really missing. Um, there's a lot of conversation around it, but there's not much acknowledgement outside of just TV spots with new footage. You know, with with this, mm. it's much more interactive. You know, there's a social team that's behind it that that's keeping you know people's interests on the internet and keeping relevant topics while pulling that audience into you know their their kind of uh superhero universe i guess but uh yeah that was that was a lot of fun how did we get here how did we get to it's maven time oh the the website the, 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 the website. universe provides man uh the universe provides the one thing i want to mention about this sex scene death sex death sex toy death scene there yeah. it is yeah 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 is it is now the second or third time just this season that Kimiko has watched people go from normal to becoming her like that. Mm. So it's been very interesting to see how that's all shaken out. Let's wrap up episode four because then we're going to dive into the uh, episode five and we're going to keep that as short as we magically can. Yes. We'll yeah. Happens. So the episode four ends with... Uh, uh, Kimiko getting blasted by Soldier Boy because they ended up finding him um, in, in after Kimiko did that that job. Uh, Frenchie and Kimiko start plotting to escape the boys. Huey wants the temporary V, and we find out that he gets it. He shows off his teleporting powers. He, he mm. teleports without his clothes, so it it I like that it's more accurate to the physics of it. You know, you, yeah. how would you teleport with anything outside of your own person? So. Um, I love that, but uh, yeah, Kimiko didn't heal after she got hit with that plasma blast from the new and improved Soldier Boy, Winter Soldier Boy, if you will. Um, and Ooh. they, uh, <laughs> they, and they, and they, we have to touch this too. They end the episode with Homelander taking Starlight on a little, a little trip. They get up to the rooftop, and there is a completely gored Supersonic sitting on the rooftop. So Homelander murdered Supersonic and told Starlight, "If you better." act right or this is he literally says that'll be huey and he gets in her ear and he makes her say that out loud that'll be huey and that's how that episode ended um and that's two episodes in a row where it ends with starlight just getting the worst treatment um but yeah now let's jump right into episode five so where we leave yeah, it's off a good there, thing that's not going to happen in episode five so yeah, thanks good, for the yeah good thing it doesn't end that way in episode five um yeah. 
Uh, if you can't tell, we're being sarcastic. It totally does happen. Uh, so in episode five, a lot happens. In fact, the only characters we don't catch up with in this episode, I think, are Edgar and Black Noir, which is interesting. We don't catch up, but we see him. But we do see him. For the um, first time, which scared the, we'll get there, but scared the shit out of me because I thought he was still in a coma. Yeah. Yes. That was, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Butcher. Before we get, hold on, before we get too far. How do you think Black Noir is going to side on the Edgar Homelander? He seems really loyal to Homelander still. Okay. I okay. I don't know. I, I I think there's still probably a lot of... there might have been. I mean, I feel like Black Noir won't feel like he's being used as a weapon. And in the diabolical animated series, the Homelander episode, you find out like he thinks Black Noir is like out to get him the whole time, and Black Noir is literally there to teach him the ropes. He's yeah. like, this is what we do. Yeah, this is how we do it. He's like, kills a guy, kills another guy, and he's like, just goes from there. I I just blacked more the entire podcast right there by not talking and just doing <laughs> actions and just being like, "There's a guy." Our There's audio another listeners guy. are gonna love that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. but let's let's dive into. Uh, so again, every character gets a follow up almost in this in this uh, episode. So Billy Butcher, he hates himself. And he's off on his own now because as Kimiko got hit and they're driving her to a hospital at the end of the last episode, Butcher looks back we'll and, and talks to M.M. Right. What's how that? You get, hold on. I haven't wa- read how you have everything broken down. Are we are you just recapping the homies and then we dive into the plot? Yeah. The, yeah. I want to give a quick recap of where every character is standing just right now. Gotcha. So Butcher hates himself. He's getting more temp V from Maeve as well as some other things. M.M. Uh-huh. Really struggling with his soldier boy stuff and uh, ditches his daughter to go to Russia for it. Or no, after they get back from Russia, he ditches his daughter because he sees soldier yeah. boys loose. Frenchie's in the hospital waiting for Kimiko to wake up and he's getting harassed by Nina while he's there. Uh, Huey no longer has the broken arm. The cast came off, cracked right through Homelander's signature, which was awesome. Um, he told Starlight everything that happened in Russia and he thinks he gets brownie points for being honest, which is very sad. Um, yeah. Uh, and poor Starlight. She's worried about Huey. She's worried about Homelander. She's worried about pretty much everyone but herself. And no one is listening to a damn word she has to say. Uh, uh, oh, yes. Yeah, yes. She's really yes. going through it. Um, really quick on on Huey. In that scene, it's important to note that he promises to quit V. And all I got to say about that, Anakin Skywalker, liar! Yeah, yes, Thank absolutely. You, I love that. Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, uh, with that, uh, the the episode opens up with a torture montage of Soldier Boy that M.M. and Butcher are watching. Um, and and that song Escape by, uh, not even going to try to pronounce his name, Mikhail. Mikhail Shufuntiski. Yeah, uh, then uh, you actually get to see Soldier Boy. He hops on a cargo flight to the U.S., doesn't get noticed, super convenient. Um, when he gets to New York City, the same song is playing that he hears nearby, and he immediately has a meltdown, blows a giant hole through a building. That's the hole we were talking about a couple weeks ago. Supposedly, he only killed 19 people. I think maybe they haven't accounted for all the people that got vaporized and there is no body to be found because I I have to say there's probably more than 19 people in that building. But uh, nevertheless, um, as a result, the boys are looking for Soldier Boy and they come across this guy who we meet called The Legend, who's essentially like he was Soldier Boy's and much, many superheroes like manager, like talent manager, like an agent mm-hmm. of some sort. 
And it was really cool to get to see him because it, it was a very real world example of how they would handle the fame of the job. Um, mm -hmm. But we learned that Soldier Boy went to find the legend so he could get the address of the Crimson Countess, who will uh, revisit here in a second. Um, and his super suit. And that's right. He did have to get his super suit back. So Homelander is no longer rocking the super scruffy beard. We'll see him in a second. Sol He's Soldier Boy. Oh, did I say Homelander? You said Homelander. Dude, it's because the parallels are so... They're the same guy. They're the right? same guy. They even They're have the, the same, same conversations with people. It's crazy. Uh, speaking of Homelander, uh, he's leading the Vought board now. Um, and he has his first board meeting at Vought Tower. And everyone's kissing his ass. Everyone's loving it because they're all, you know, terribly afraid of him. Um, Ashley's there. She's the new CEO of the company. Uh, they dropped that in there like it was nothing. Um, and then Maureen, one of the board members, looks at Homelander and says, hey, how's the company going to handle the changes in the EBITDA? which if you don't know is the earnings before interest taxes, depreciation and amortization of the company, which essentially means how's this going to affect the company's money? You know, like are the shareholders going to take this change as good? Or are they going to take it as uh, worrisome? How is the public going to react to this? Homelander immediately responds to this as having a meltdown saying, what did you just say to me? And even though she apologizes, admits, oh, this was so stupid of me, and they ask Maureen to leave, they continue on the meeting, but it, the camera zooms in on Homelander's face, who's just staring into nothing, and you just hear this ringing, drowning out all the noise. And this is Homelander having a moment where he realizes that he's still not in control of everything. As far as he's gone, there are still factors outside of his control that could have a negative effect on him and what he's trying to do. Um, and so even though he's made it this far, he's literally leading the company that he was trying to take over. It's still not enough because he doesn't have the control he wants. Um, that's going to be huge later on. I, I loved this scene. I was like, all right, I want to see how he runs a board meeting. Yeah. Oh, he runs it like a kindergarten teacher. <laughs> oh, Very okay. childish. Absolutely. Okay. All right. This will be fun. And so as soon as she brings up all that stuff, I'm like, Oh shit, she's dead. I thought we were gonna see some laser eyes for sure. Yeah. Have you mentioned that Ashley is now CEO in yes. this scene? Yeah, in that meeting, they did mention at to start that meeting, Ashley is the new CEO of the company. Um wow. so that that's not the only changes. Oh yeah, what were you gonna say? No, go for it. Oh, I was gonna say that's not the only changes going on inside of Vault, dude. Oh Let's my god. Like cause <laughs> Crime and analytics seems to be going downhill fast. Yeah. Uh thanks to our familiar friend the deep um and his very invasive wife i should have said Sandra. drowning dude i should have said oh. crime analytics is drowning fuck this is why we do editing i'm really disappointed we didn't say that i'm so upset right now <laughs> like i literally thought watch the playback you can see me go recognize it and go oh it's so much better anyways uh <laughs> but yeah you're right uh crime analytics is, bought is uh the deep takes over uh Probably an act of Homelander, I think. Uh, but yeah, so he pretty much fires everyone in the in the department. Um, but he gives this weird kind of corporate speech as he's taking over. He says, if you work hard enough, there's nothing you can't achieve, which is very vague. And it was Cassandra who seems like she was the one telling him to say that. Um, man, she is so sketch. But yeah, so the Deep is in charge that. of analytics. He fired like 80% of the department. So there's like three people handling all crime analytics now. Uh, how convenient. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, 
hopping back over to uh, the boys side of things, uh, mm. Kimiko woke up and she's happy <gasps> that she didn't heal. She uh, she yeah. she wakes up in the bed. Frenchie's there for her and she looks down and she hasn't healed and she smiles and she's happy about that. Um, she seems to have at least temporarily lost her powers due to whatever uh, Soldier Boy did to her. And yeah. uh, Frenchie hands her a, a, like an EKG machine or something. She tries to lift it and she can't. She's like rejoicing. Um, and then we get the musical number. I Dude. was so looking forward to this and it was everything that I was hoping for. Dude, Frenchie's got did you some cry? Did you I, cry? I was this close. I was literally this I close. Cried. I was like, this is amazing. And you know what? It was immediately followed by rage because they got us again. When they, there was the scene where Kimiko says, I got rhythm and she starts to talk in French. She's freaking out. And then a couple seconds later, then they break into song and dance. The dance cuts out. We realize she never said a goddamn word. No, no words were spoken. It was all in her head again. And then killing me. She just leans in and kisses Frenchie right on the lips. And Frenchie has no idea what to do about it. I can't uh, say I'm not Frenchie. I also can't say I am Frenchie. I can <laughs> say that I panic and I handle it. <laughs> it's rather slattery. Why didn't you hit the panic button? <laughs> Frenchie should have hit the panic button. So instead, he... Uh, he did hit the panic button. He uh, ran. He essentially did. He said, I'm going to go get some coffee. And he storms out. Not storms out, but very politely gets out of there very quickly. Um, but as soon as he gets to the coffee machine, he's smirking and he's smiling and he's like, huh, I think I kind of like what just happened. And then little Nina shows up and he never comes back to get Kimiko. And that's where we leave Kimiko. Um, Kimiko, it's not your fault. You did nothing wrong. Uh, now, we got to talk a little bit more about A-Train. As much as I don't want to, that little a-hole. Really um, quick, before we get to A-Train, this is the point when I sent you a text message. I was like... Uh, bleh. No, uh, no, that was... that was. Uh, oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, yeah, yeah, where is it at? It's not, it's not in here, but it was around this time because it wasn't very long after minutes that. In. Was, yeah, I'm 17 minutes in. I think this is when this happens, and I go, ooh, I think, uh, I think Super Bowl or Super... Soldier Boy. Thank you. Soldier Boy is there's too many words. Yeah. Winter Soldier Boy. That's going to be easier. Winter Soldier Boy. Uh, definitely. I was like, oh, he's the soup killing weapon. Like he's the one either a kills them or B. He takes their powers and drains them out of them. Yeah. Um, and then not very long after we might hear the same thing from some other people. But let's talk about let's talk about a train. A train. It's a very if if there was a side story in this show, I think it would be this um, because everything seems very relevant and very central, very center focus, except for this story. It seems kind of off to the side, like it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. And I think that's on purpose to mirror how the real world is handling issues like this. Um, but after outing Supersonic to Homelander, uh, A train finally got his meeting with blue hawk he's that super that's been over policing the black communities where he and his brother are from um so a train finally got his meeting with him probably because he was kissing homelander's ass and and facilitated supersonic's murder uh but blue hawk here's what Vought, wow. a train uh and ashley have to say and uh, what what's happening in your brain right i now? didn't even connect that dude yeah 
What? He he got supersonic killed just so he could get this meeting with Blue Hawk. How's it turn out for A-Train? Please tell me. And now I'm fucking stoked about how it turns out for him. Right. Yeah, no, I, A-Train is clearly still doing whatever he has to do to get what he wants for himself. Um, because he didn't actually take this issue for take this as a serious issue until he saw how he could benefit from it. Um, but yeah, so he gets his meeting with Blue Hawk. He's sitting there with Ashley, the CEO of Vought. They talk about it for a little bit. Blue Hawk agrees to go apologize to the community on camera. And he even donates 10,000 bucks to the community. Um, but it's a really half-ass apology. He's just reading off a crumbled up piece of paper and he's very <sighs> half-ass about it. Um, yeah. The we community responds and they say, this does not make up for the lives that you've taken and for the, the pain that you've caused. And he responds saying, I go where the crime goes. And it just so happens to be more so in black communities. And that's when I went, oh no, <laughs> because yeah. what ensued from there was total chaos. Uh, the people fought back and said, well, basically at, on the they brink just of argued. Just, yeah, just cussing them out, just saying, I can't yeah. believe you're saying this, you're doing this, this, this is, you know, bullshit that you're, you're talking to us like this. Um, and he lashes out and uh, he ends up attacking them. Uh, uh, and a train eventually stops him, but not before he's knocked several people over, literally thrown people across the room, including a train's own brother who was hospitalized and knocked unconscious from this. Um, and as a train's in the hospital, you hear the doctor say, he's probably not going to walk again. Uh, a train's brother. And as that's happening, the TV in the background is playing a headline that says blue Hawk stands up to Antifa and blue Hawk is shown speaking to the uh, media saying that that someone was reaching for a gun at the community center and that he had to act quickly to save innocent lives. Um, so it's already being spun and being misrepresented as as Blue Hawk being the hero again. The only part yeah. I don't get about that is, wasn't it on camera? Like, it, doesn't someone have footage of this happening? Because the, yeah, that's part of it that I'm really intrigued to see. I do remember people recording on their phones, some of it. I bet Vought doesn't want to release it. Oh, Vought will never let yeah, it be released. I, I, it's, no, well, that just shows you how that. further... Because this whole season, Vought has been showed so closely tied to the media. Even the opposing media, like this Tucker Carlson lookalike that came into... Oh, Cameron, actually, what's his name? Cameron Cameron Clanton? Clanton Cameron? Something like something that? Like that. Yeah, but essentially a Fox News you know, dud who Ashley brought into her office and was manipulating and showing... He, you know, even the opposing side of the argument they had control over. So it's very clear and apparent that Vought has total control over this narrative. Um, so now we get to see how A-Train's going to react to that. Um, but I want to know how you reacted, and I think I know, because you sent me one word about this. And mm. I'm, I'm almost positive it's this scene. You sent me just blech. And I think it's when Butcher got some more temporary V from Maeve. Am I right? Blah. Or okay, I'm just going to get I, into it. Maeve, yeah, I'm going to look up times. <laughs> Maeve visits Billy Butcher again and brings him some more temporary V. Um, he's clearly hitting rock bottom. She's already hit rock bottom a long time ago, so I totally get that. It's two people of the completely opposite sides just putting everything aside and saying, man, this sucks. They both break their sobriety. She said, I'm three months sober. And he goes, it's been a year for me. And he's chugging out of a, a bottle of vodka. They're drinking. They're talking shit about superpowers. And then they get it on. She goes in for a kiss and Butcher and Maeve 
do the deed, uh, do the superhero dirty deed. Um, and uh, when Maeve returns to Vought, Homelander figures it out like almost immediately. Uh, Maeve is, uh, gets very defensive because of this, because she knows that he knows that she can't lie her way out of it. And so she calls him a paranoid, malignant narcissist and says she always hated him. And Homelander fires back by calling her completely and utterly alone and saying she's grown old and bitter. Um, and she said, you know, I, I never loved you. You know, even when we were together, I always hated you, um, which is going to be a huge parallel we'll see in a minute uh, from another character. But Homelander figures these things out so quickly. Like, it's terrifying. Like, he's such a hothead, but he is so brilliant for as far ahead as Stan so Edgar is. Hold on. Sociopaths will do that, bro. Literally. Narcissists I mean, will do that. So good at figuring this stuff out because it, it, the, the line where he's walking in, she's like, stop you. acting like everyone's after you. Or she's like, stop acting so paranoid. And sh and he goes, it's not paranoia if everyone's actually after you. And I was like, whoa. Mm, <laughs> like, that's huge. Because... <laughs> They all kind of are, mm -hmm. and he's not wrong about it in any way, shape, or form. No, which is and the even her, she's part. the one plotting against him. So she's he's literally the leader of it. He's hitting it right on the nose. He's getting it mm -hmm. right at the source. And it's um, be fun. yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. So they have this exchange, and then mm -hmm. next thing you know, Starlight is trying to figure out where Maeve went because she can't find her, and Ashley tells Starlight. Oh, yeah, Maeve is at Vought's Global Wellness Retreat Facility in Malibu. How convenient. Oh, yeah. And no one yeah. can get a hold of her because they have this convenient policy that says they have to take a, what was it, a digital purge or digital cleanse? Yeah. Where they can digital talk to cleanse. anyone. Um, yeah. And so uh, Starlight's like, that's bullshit. I know she's not there. And Ashley almost levels with her for a second because Starlight asks her, this CEO job can't be worth your life. Why are you siding with Homelander? And Ashley almost lets her in where she looks scared for a second. And then it's like something snaps in her brain. She stands up and says, I'm the CEO of this company. Next time, make an appointment. And she basically throws Starlight out of her office. So yeah. I, I feel like I don't know if it's just Homelander that Ashley's afraid of, but something crazy is motivating her to do this. And she's becoming like the next Madeline Albright. It's crazy. She is power hungry, um, especially after the position she was put in originally, mm -hmm. uh, having to take over, if I remember correctly, she was an intern for Madeline Stillwell, right? Yeah. And then she's appointed power by Homelander because he, she's afraid of him and he can tell that she wants power, etc. Now she's CEO. Why? Homelander. So it could be Homelander. It could also just be that she's afraid of her life if she yeah. tells and it gets out. She doesn't want to die. So it's straight up self-preservation. Mm -hmm. I'm also trying to figure out what's going on with her hair because it hasn't fallen out in a while. Uh, yeah, that's right. It, it just freaking also, tear it out. Real quick, jump back to Billy and Maeve. Yeah. I got no qualms with them hooking up. I, f I was so fucking mad when Billy made her break her sobriety. That pissed me off. He didn't make her do so anything. Bad. He didn't make her do a thing. Listen, she literally set up a boundary. And if I, he had not pressed it and he'd been respectful, I'm like, I'm sorry. That's what good people do. And now I hate him. Now I fucking hate him. First uh, Billy off, is he hurt self-destructing. Yeah, and I hate it. We've all been there. <laughs> and I hate it. <laughs> it is pretty awesome. I'm not that bad. 
it's pretty I bad. mean, to myself, I'm definitely that bad. But to others, I'm like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. You well, go do your thing. I get I'm it. You know, it's, it, I get it. You know, it's a it's a, a washed up suit. Well, not even really washed up. Just kind of like she's over it. You know, it's a, a, a super and die. a guy who just is out I, to kill all the And he said while she was sitting right next to him, every single one of you has to go. Even you. <laughs> like, that's essentially what he was telling her. And yeah. then they decide, you know, so they're clearly both hitting the bottomest of rock bottoms, you know, like it's, it it's, it's very apparent that they've got nowhere else to go. But yeah. so, um, but yeah, uh, so <laughs> I, mean, I, I really wasn't a fan of that, but, uh, yeah. I, I, I get that it's not like probably not a lasting thing. It's more of just a, like a way to communicate where they're at in their lives type thing. So, um, but yeah, mm -hmm. uh, Billy and Maeve, uh, in the comments, F let was definitely not like where it? I put Blair, <laughs> by the way. What? N not where I put Blair. Okay. Blair then... came at the end of the episode. I saw the timestamps. Uh, I was like, I don't know, man. It was okay. the end of the episode. Like it was it was about 40 or 25, 15, 20 somewhere. I was like, it was a while. Got a little it. time after I watched it. Because when I sent you the minute that I was uh, the text, I was 17 minutes in. It was at that moment in the latest episode. Got it. Okay. So, so it was far after. It was right. like 43 minutes there and I thought I for sure it was billy and mave i guess i'm alone on that one but yeah so the, <laughs> listening the big... i i it was it was kind of hot it's kind of hot it's important to note that she pressed on him too right yeah so that's why i don't feel bad about the sobriety thing but um but <laughs> <laughs> you don't care about the sobriety i don't care about the sex i guess yeah, right it's just like they they're adults you know it, it Butcher that's said fair. it about, about Huey in the same episode he's like well he's an adult he can make his own or the last episode he's like he can make his own decisions uh, or maybe it was this one. No, it was. So in the beginning, yeah. he, he gets the extra compound V and he shows it to them and he asks Mother's Milk if he wants one. He says no. He asks Huey if he wants one. And he was like, yeah, 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 yeah. He's just begging for it, you know. Uh, but th the meat and potatoes of this episode, the what we're getting to is that we Real find quick, Crimson. Before we it. get to Crimson Countess, we got to talk a little more about MM. Like not too much more, like three minutes. Well, okay, uh, you're right. We do need to set up a little more MM. That when he's freaking lost it. He's absolutely lost it. Uh, he is. He comes home. The boys break up. <laughs> it's literally like, so we're not going to talk about it? Fuck you. Yeah. It's like, okay. Uh, it happens a couple more times in this episode. I'm like, that's what I'm talking about, MM. That's that energy I need. He ends up seeing that Soldier Boy has blown up that building. Mm -hmm. And he freaks out and he starts shaking and he has to leave. He's supposed to be picking up his daughter to go do something awesome. History Museum, I believe. Sad that it's not going to happen. He starts shaking and I'm like, please don't do it, MM. Please don't. I understand you're going to, but like, I hope not. The way they've really been, you know, they talk about his OCD mm -hmm. in season one. And it's like, okay, yeah, we see it. He cleans up stuff. But as it's gotten to this point, now we're seeing that obsessive side of his OCD, not just the compulsions, um, but the straight up, like, he he gave it all up, but he's still looking for Soldier Boy because he can't give up that. Right. He just can't give up that. Right. And so it's been shown a long way. And in, in, was it episode four or episode three that he tells his um, ex-wife or his, his ex-lady, like, we might have found like we we might have found something to get soldier boy like this yeah. is soldier boy like blah 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 and it, it's got to do with him and it might give me this 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 and he's, she's like go go it was, oh it was when uh we get the backstory on soldier boy he went to find out the info what happened to him how did he die and she's like go and from there 
crazy, dude. Well, Insane. And I, I, we do have to touch on the fact that MM is being somewhat hypocritical here because everything he's said to Butcher leading up to this point has all been about his moral stance and the principle of the fact of what they're doing mm -hmm. and and not making exceptions or bending or or are you know crossing that line but when you look at mm and and the exceptions that he's making in his own life really doesn't line up with with you know the character that he's presenting himself to be um it it so it everyone's struggling with something and mm is mm -hmm. i think in part taking that out on butcher because he's also ashamed of himself and where yeah. he's at in his life and and how this is all affecting him because it seems like he has very little control over how he's even feeling about this right now is is he's he's mm -hmm. letting his anger and his anxiety drive him and um it's keeping him from his own daughter they, they were built up a whole scene saying she was so excited to go to the science convention and as yeah. soon as he saw Soldier Boy on the TV, he bolted out of there and said, "Sorry, honey, I, we're not going." And she goes, "Did I do something wrong?" He's like, "No, I gotta go." Didn't even bother to explain what was happening. And nope. And that's what I was hoping he would say. Right. Yeah. Like really, it, it was like, "I'm having an episode. I, I'm so sorry. I, I right. I'll be let back. her in. You know, yeah, be, just be, a little bit. Like I'm having an OC. Like I'm having an episode of OCD. I'm sorry. I I can't be a dad for you. I gotta." be a dad for me really right fast. exactly so like, and yeah mm is very much in a that. he's in a he's in between a uh what's it called a hard a rock and a hard place a rock and a hard place thank you yeah so he's he's between rock bottom and a hard bottom uh <laughs> one last thing about this soldier boy thing um is we oh, haven't so mentioned many one last things it's okay well be before we get to like the end it's homelander and starlight's reaction to this very different. Starlight is straight up. We got to go after yeah, this guy. We got to right. do we haven't something. We have talked about that. So and Soldier Homelander, Boy's blowing up the city. Starlight's worried about it. And what's Homelander doing? He looks fucking scared, dude. I don't care about whatever he says next. He has fear. That is not anger. That's. I think he recognizes Soldier Boy. I think so, too. I think he knows the rumors. Because apparently everybody knew the rumors uh what are the rumors jrb well the rumors are we'll get to that actually let's build up let's okay. do some let's do some foreplay to the answer to that question what's crimson count is doing <laughs> so they find crimson countess we find crimson countess in a trailer um in a trailer park and she is doing a webcam show that uh, the in-universe version of OnlyFans, essentially for superheroes which is 19 dollars a minute by the way is what she's charging for this but um she's in her full superhero getup, and she's putting on a show for um someone with the, <laughs> with the username sir comes a lot 779 or as we know him seth rogan a producer yeah. on this show um <laughs> so we we see cameo Perfect cameo. Couldn't agree more. Uh, really showing his age with the the silver fox and his gray hair. That was not expected. But um, mm. um yeah, he kind of looked like a congressman a little bit in that, uh, which was interesting. I I I'm not. I will. He he looked he looked a little bit like Chris Christie. Uh, just a tiny bit. But anyway, I digress. Um, so Crimson Countess is on superhero only fans. She's putting on a show for Seth Rogen. Um, and as she's, I'm not really going to go into specifics of what she's doing, but 
She's fully clothed. It's just, she's about to not be. And then Butcher comes out of nowhere, tackles her, knocks over the cam. Rogan still finishes. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> and then he's <laughs> but um, but then it cuts to Crimson Countess shackled. She can only access her power by putting her hands together to create that power. So she, they have her shackled with her hands apart and duct taped around, so she can't do anything with her hands. And she, they basically get her to admit that they sold out Soldier Boy um, back uh, when they were working with. Um, Oh no! What's uh, CIA girl's name? Uh, uh, the Colonel. Uh, what's her yeah, name? Yeah, hold on. I know. I'm trying to remember. Everhard- uh, no, that's not right. Uh, I'll I'll think of it. But anyway, uh, that whole attack and everything that led to Soldier Boy being taken by the Russians, it was all coordinated. Grace. Gra- uh, Grace Mallory. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, my oh, goodness. we got that. Teamwork. Oh wow, we made it. We got there. Woo! Okay. Um, <clears throat> this heat's getting to me, but. They uh, okay, soldier. Boy. They basically admit like, yeah, we were all in on it. We all hated him. We just wanted to get rid of him. And uh, she even admits that they did it for free. They didn't even pay her anything. Um, and so, what we come to find is that, uh, or what what's implied, is that Butcher and MM and Huey are going to leave Crimson Countess there as bait, so they can draw in Soldier Boy and gas him like the Russians did to get a knockout to get him knocked out so they can capture him. Um, but then they transition outside, leave Crimson Countess in there. Uh, Butcher and, and and Huey and MM are having a talk about what's going to happen next, and Starlight shows up. Huey looks really confused, and she says, MM called me for backup. And MM basically ratted on him. Uh, and so they Huey and Starlight get in a fight. Butcher tells them to piss off, so they go have a fight over off in the distance. And while they are, Soldier Boy shows up. So Huey and Starlight are fighting about how Huey didn't let her in on the plan. Huey said, I just wanted to save you for once. You know, and and Starlight rebuttals saying, I don't need you to save me. I need you. Basically saying, you're the only normalcy in my life. Why are you turning into everything else in my life that I hate? You know, Mm. Um, super deep. Starlight, Starlight is continuing to be ignored. Her feelings are not being considered. She's being crapped on left and right. But Soldier Boy's here. Starlight and Huey have no idea because they're a little far away. As Soldier Boy's walking up, MM starts to get a little dizzy. He finds out the drink that he's been drinking, Butcher roofied it because we're not following the plan that MM thought we were following. Huey's in on it, we find out, but MM didn't know. Instead of gassing Soldier Boy and capturing him, Butcher is offering Crimson Countess as a peace offering so that he can propose a team up with soldier boy to kill homelander wow yeah (laughs) that was a great (laughs) twist to throw right at the end of the episode it makes perfect sense it does but why weren't we thinking of that i kind of as soon as he roofied mm i was like oh yeah and because then it's like as soon as mm goes down i'm like Okay, that makes sense. I knew Butcher ha- kind of wanted to team up with Soldier Boy, right? Like, he's a weapon. We got a point. I never viewed him as the weapon, I guess. I never saw him really? as. I, I, it just as didn't soon as Kimiko me, yeah. woke up without powers, I went, oh, shit. He's the weapon. Does Butcher know that? Does, does anyone know that other than Frenchie? That she still has no powers? Yeah. 
I think he's the no. only one to know right now, right? He's the only one to know, and he's in the wind. Interesting. Um, so Kimiko's alone. She can't tell anyone. Yeah, she can't tell anyone uh, what's going on because it's not like she has any messaging, oper- like a phone and, and, and shit. She, I don't know, probably crush it with a dildo or something. Yeah. But um, anyway, we, the, the, in, in, and- in this sequence, real fast, of Soldier Boy and oh. Crimson Countess, there is a straight up parallel of Maeve and Homelander from earlier. Like, yes. he says all of these things, and I'm actually gripped with him. You know, I'm like, we don't know enough about him. And I'm listening to we him. You know, Jensen Ackles is charismatic. Well. He, he he's, like, he's like, I loved you. And the only thing that got me through was thinking that you'd come save me. Like, and it's interesting. I waited for you. And he is saying, that goes to show how much he loved her. Because mm-hmm. he's like, I wanted, I was waiting for you to save me. Whereas Huey literally is like, I wanted to save you for once. Right? Right a different parallel that really yeah. brought me into soldier boy only for it to be like, I hated you. We all hated you. And I'm like, Oh, she's, it's he, the Maeve scene. And well, he asks like, how much did the Russians give you? And she's just silent. And he goes, they didn't give you anything. You so you gave me away for nothing. And that's when she said, we all hated you. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. when he just, fries are to a crisp <laughs> these you see huey and starlight fighting there's the explosion in the distance and they pan back to to the trailer park and it's just a wasteland and you see the crispy corpse of crimson countess lying yeah. in the debris and we uh get to see mm still knocked out huey and starlight come running back butcher comes out of the rubble and soldier boy comes out behind him Starlight gears up like she's about to fight and Huey gets in front of her. Mm-hmm. He steps in front and, and basically tells her like, this is what we have to do. And once again, Starlight is in between a rock and a hard place. And Huey leaves with Butcher and Soldier Boy, leaving MM with Starlight. And that's how the episode ends. Once yeah. again, three episodes in a row now, Starlight is getting, you know, Fuck. I'll say yeah. it. Yeah. She's she's getting royally screwed over, and I hope it comes back where she does something awesome. I got a feeling that she's gonna die. Whoa, I think gonna, really? Not in I don't know if it's gonna happen this season, honestly, but I they're kind of pointing towards a homelander versus butcher all out war, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right. Like I think the soldier boy get, homelander fight's gonna be like what we see in like yeah. leading up to the finale, but it'll actually be Butcher and Homelander that's going to be the icing on the cake. Oh, I don't mean this season. I mean that. You think it's going to be sooner goal. than that? I no. I mean, I think I think Butcher and Homelander. That is the ultimate series goal. They're pointing to that down in three more years, give or take. Oh, Whereas so you think they're going to delay the, it? Okay. The, uh, that is definitely long-term delay. They set up stuff from season one that we're still ha- – like they said stuff in season one that we're now learning about in season three. Um, and That's the way point. that the comic ends is kind of around there. So if they want to go that route and not do a Walking Dead thing where they Don't continue hear about going the past the comics – where they continue going past the comics that they want to end, that could be potentially where they want to do that because Butcher versus Homelander is the show. So you can't end the show without that. Right. And like you can't the, do that without ending the show at the well, same time. So it's a weird This dichotomy. season specifically, though, they're marketing as if it is leading up to a brawl between Homelander and, and Butcher, though. 
Oh, I know, and I don't think that's where it's going. Yeah, that's so weird. I don't think he's powerful enough yet. Oh, definitely not. No. So, however, let's talk about Soldier Boy versus Homelander real quick before we wrap all of this up because I don't want to talk about High Angry and about Starlight. Why I think a hole should you know be more of an. I wish A Train could use his damn powers and stopped it. I'm like, use your powers, just. I I know he's such a puss. And then I'm like, ah, you might die. Never mind. Well, that just shows that he's not willing to sacrifice himself or something. Maybe that's what they're setting up is he will eventually. That's kind of where I'm getting. I'm hoping, I'm hoping he gets a redemption arc. I'm always looking for a redemption arc. I don't think soldier boy is getting a redemption arc. I don't think he's going to, I don't think a train can be redeemed, but I, I think he can try for his own sake, like his own legacy. Yeah. Yeah, His own sake for sure. I mean, I'm just hope he does something fucking good for once. Yeah. He literally started the whole series off with me turning it off at 11 p.m. going, I can't watch this right now. Um, <laughs> the very first time I tried watching The Boys, I was like, I'll watch it. It's, I've heard it's like crazy and fun. That happened. I go, it's too late to watch this. I'm going to yeah. watch this tomorrow because yeah. that was gross. That was pretty uh, bad. And I'm already traumatized. I'm like, The Boys and some real world superheroism. I'm like, oh, they mean like our real world. All right. I got to <laughs> oh. rest for that. The real um, world. You mean the shitty one? <laughs> the, the reality we live in. The worst timeline. Oh man. Uh, no, but what? What do you think about Soldier Boy versus Homelander? Like, it's I, kind of being teed up that like Soldier Boy is totally gonna win. He's got this super death, but like something's got to give, right? I don't know. I I think Homelander might make an easy case out of him. I, I, I Soldier Boy has no control over what he's doing. It's purely emotional and. He just shoots a beam around. I, Homelander has yeah. got every power he could imagine. I I don't see, I don't see, from from what they've shown us so far, I don't see how Soldier Boy can be a match for Homelander, Un, unless it's the fact that he's seemingly somewhat invincible. Uh, yeah, they stabbed his eye. Did his eye heal, or did his eye not have any damage? I don't think it damaged it. I don't think. Oh, it that's did right. Anything. He killed the guy. Never mind. It yeah, had no he, damage. I, I think he took it and ended up stabbing the guy with it. Um, but yeah, like they shot. They were shooting a machine gun into his throat, and it wasn't doing anything. So, and it was just lighting up like the fire that he protrudes out of him. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. But like, I I think it'll. I think they'll set it up as like this huge show off or showdown. Um. But I, it would be really cool if they're like, Homelander just zaps him in half, and they're they're just like, yeah, no, Homelander really is the shit, guys. Like, you really have to worry about him. Even this isn't gonna do it. <laughs> like, I I would really Ooh. like to see that, because that's what, what they've it? been doing this whole series. Every turn, he ends up responding and being like, nope, I, I got you. Nope, I got you. Homelander and Superboy. God damn it. Winter Soldier Boy, we got there. Nice. Square off. And Homelander wants him to test his He's like, oh, okay, so it killed these people. It killed these people. Maybe it can kill me. Mm. And he gets him to, and he can't. He's like, well, I don't want to. And they like have a discussion. And he talks him down. And then he realizes, oh, wait, maybe, just maybe, maybe uh, he's not as invincible as I think. So Homelander gets him angry so that he bursts. And Homelander takes it square to the face and nothing happens to him. Oh, and that wow. is when completely naked because his suit's destroyed is how I'm envisioning it. He just pummels Soldier Boy and you find out that Soldier Boy is not invincible. And that, yeah. well, maybe it is, he is invincible, but 
compared it's like him and homelander are the gods and only they can kill each other type thing right like yeah there's levels to it quick I, question i wonder Something how I ryan's did. gonna factor back into all this because ryan's oh, a natural ryan. born i wonder oh what if soldier boy has an effect on homelander but doesn't have an effect on ryan because he's a natural born suit you motherfucker that's amazing that. <laughs> here's what i thought of we don't know a damn thing about homelander um we do know that he was not so much born in a lab, but like raised in a lab. Yeah, essentially his whole life is a lie. Yeah. What if he's actually a clone of Soldier Boy with different powers? Whoa, he's like the Cold Hence, War response to Russia. Oh maybe. my gosh, he's yeah. he's literally the response to what they were working on in Russia. Yeah. Oh wow, that's crazy. Homeland. I mean, then yeah, again, then again, Vought could have sold Soldier Boy to them to get rid of them so that they could do tests for Vought to find out what can happen. And then eventually they just throw him on ice because they're like, we can't fucking oh kill the gosh. guy. It's like the Weapon X program. It's the Weapon X program. And then Vought's like, well, we've got Homelander now and we've got all these other characters. Yeah, he's and well, oh, and Stan calling him bad products. That could be foreshadowing of like, yes you were supposed to be like the finalized product. Like these were all test mm -hmm. test runs and trials and they were leading up to you and you were supposed to be the success. And now you're just bad product. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Like it could be way more layered than just you, you destroyed our compound V yeah. whatever, whatever. I like that. I like it. Mm. I like it a lot. Episode six coming out Wednesday. Only three episodes left this whole season. And Miss Marvel comes out in two days along with Kenobi. So, we got, a, we got a lot of fun happening here on Lights, Thunder, Action. We're not going to talk about Kenobi till next week, maybe. And I'm just going to yell into a mic for a long time <laughs> about how awesome it was. Um, even if you didn't like it, you can smell a fart. Uh, <laughs> childish. Uh, you can find us on social media. <laughs> Uh, it's late. I'm tired. <laughs> You're sweating in 80 degrees. I'm wearing a leather vest. Yeah, man. It's been a day. Um, you can find all of our links at linktree.com forward slash lights, thunder, action, all one word, no hyphens, no spaces. That'll get you our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. It's How long did we switch sides? I don't. When you, when you, when you took the lead. Oh, I nice. was like, oh, I'm on the wrong side. I've been, <laughs> I've been over here the whole time. Uh, yeah, shout out. If you're not watching the show, you'd have no idea. What oh, yeah. About. No, I'm just on the left um, side of the screen now. It literally doesn't matter at all. It wasn't worth it. It matters none. I, I should edit this out, but I might forget. <laughs> just don't. <laughs> this is what we do here's in live ideas. shows, man. We just it's put the live. Here's what we do in live, man. Just listen. Uh, That's what we do. But anyway, yeah. yeah uh, Thomas. What a show. Where can everyone find you? That's right. We're still on social media. Linktree.com forward slash TC Rochester Act. That'll get you all of my links. Now, that's basically also my Twitter handle, T-C-R-O-C-H-E-S-T-E-R-A-C-T. Um, yeah, come follow me. I do stuff. JRB, what about you? You can find me at JRB underscore direct on Twitter. And uh, that's it. <laughs> Boom. How easy. Reckless Rebellion, a podcast about all things in the galaxy far, far away. Uh, we, we, we drop new episodes every week. Uh, we are talking Kenobi currently. I'm sorry. We're talking Kenobi every week. And we're having a lot of fun over there. We had Savannah Sanders on for last week. 
um, uh, the uh, amazing part five, the Vader. Gosh, dang episode. Oh, my God. So good. This week, the finale coming up. Crazy to see what happens. But uh, I've got no recommendation for the audience. Uh, except I've, I've watched Stranger Things. I've seen it all. Holy shit. Don't kill Nancy. That's all I'm saying. Duffer Brothers, don't kill Nancy. Don't kill Nancy. Kill Steve. Uh, don't kill Nancy, though. That's all nonsense to me because I don't watch Stranger Things. So, um, But yeah, I side with you. Uh, don't kill Nancy. <laughs> um, she sounds like a very nice lady. Uh, but I, it, luckily, I've got two recommendations. I saw two movies yesterday. Uh, the first of which was uh, Hustle on Netflix, the new Adam Sandler NBA movie. I, that, I watched that yesterday too. Dude, that movie was amazing. I I cried. I literally cried. It was so. My, the first twenty minutes are kind of rocky. You don't know what you're getting into. After that, it's such a fun ride. It's literally yeah. a Hooper's dream brought to life. You can totally tell it was it was put together by a bunch of people that are obsessed with basketball. Yeah, um, it was. Oh, it was amazing to see so many big names in there too. Like you got to see Anthony Edwards play a guy named Kermit, who's an up and coming rookie, uh, mm-hmm. or a guy going into the draft, coming against the main character that Adam Sandler is coaching. But yeah, so fun, very heartfelt, very very fun watch. Um, and the second one is Jurassic World Dominion. I saw oh. that last night uh, with my family oh. for Father's Day, and. Uh, oh. It was a nice, like, way to cap off that franchise. Uh, if they continue doing it, which I don't think they will, but they might because money. Um, <laughs> Universal doesn't have that many IPs, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I thought it was awesome for for what it is. You know, you shouldn't expect too much from the Jurassic Park stories, but um, I was there for the dinosaurs and they delivered. So okay. yeah, I was. Okay. I had a lot of fun with that one. So I should see it in theaters because the dinosaurs are cool. All right, that's, there's that's a yeah, there's a couple scenes in there that are really fun in the theater. You don't that I think you don't want to miss. Um, really quick, I, I, I'm like I haven't watched anything new. Totally watched Hustle yesterday. Like what a <laughs> what a movie, dude! I cried like a baby almost the whole time. Uh, pretty much. I'm gonna say this, and I might get flack, but it's two of the greatest montage sequences I've ever seen. Yes. In my oh, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. Two of the best greatest of all time level training montage scenes in this movie in the same movie same like i feel like i learned so much about basketball watching that and i'm like oh okay like i want a movie about football like this Mm -hmm. because i love football i love training for football not anymore my knee hates it but like it's my favorite way to train high intensity workouts calm down high intensity calm down high intensity calm down i change my physical workouts to that i work that way at, at in doing my construction gig so like it's literally built into my muscle memory uh and just dude there are let me put it like this there are a lot of characters in this movie but when you look back you only remember two yeah, that's how intimate this story is. Very int- and I, what I didn't realize until afterward is the the main guy uh, who they call the Boa. He is an active NBA player, uh, which is oh. I I thought they chose a guy who wasn't in the league, and I was like, he's really skilled for an actor. Turns out, no, he's an active player. <laughs> he was on the Celtics earlier this year. Like, or are you serious? Last year, yeah, no. And his brother so plays. His brother plays in the league too. That's awesome, dude. He's. Yeah. Listen, let me put it like this. I didn't know. I was like, man, he's a great actor. Like, how'd they find this actor who's really this good at basketball? Like, that's right. amazing. Yeah, I was I was blown away. I was like, he's genuinely great at this sport. 
Kermit, I'm like, he looks familiar. I must have seen him in a couple things. And like, <laughs> wow, like he's a really good actor too. Okay, man. Like, I, I'm digging this. I can't Hate wait to see more of their work. But yeah, he literally just played <laughs> Anthony Edwards. Like, it, it was just him in a different name. Oh, really? That's how he is? Oh, that's how he is in real life? A hundred percent. Yes. Oh, okay. That That is exactly the type of player he is. It, he was only playing himself. Well, that makes total sense then. That I wonder if they found him because he's playing himself. Yeah. I, um, I thought it was really cool how they did that. Um, yeah. Hustle's one of my favorite Adam Sandler performances ever. I agree because he fit in that. Like, it was so believable that that's who he was. You know? He loves basketball, dude. He like really Adam Sandler does. loves basketball. Oh, yeah. And he, he still drops it, yeah. threes on kids and hustles kids. It's my favorite <laughs> yeah. thing. I read He's like Adam Sandler ain't gonna beat me in a three three point shootout. <laughs> Put hundred dollars on it. <laughs> <laughs> I did love how he was like putting money on these games and he was picking up the cash afterward. That was yeah. cool. They got Doctor like, J funny. to introduce him too. That was amazing. That's, hated there. hated the the Sixers executive that took over for um uh oh uh, his son. Yeah, uh, what was his name? Irv or something or Rex? Re- something stupid, but yeah, he, a his, name. Oh man, I, that little leprechaun! I wanted to just flick him across the screen, but yeah, that was it was such, that movie brought out so many emotions. Um, I was really yeah. invested in that one, so I definitely recommend it. But yeah, uh, guys, we're at like two and a half hours now. Um, time. I, I think it's probably. Uh, time we should wrap things up. Um, it is. Yeah, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, we've reached the end of the show. As always, there could be no show without the Iron Man variant. Currently to my right, world-famous journalist John Ross Bradford bringing a needed eloquence, wit, and all of the research on the boys that made me sad to <laughs> the game. Thank you to Terry McIver for hanging out with us all show long in the comments. Shout out. It's like 3.30 in the morning over there, give or take, wow. uh, over there in good old Ireland. That was a terrible accent. And shout out David Thomas for his David Thompson for his work and Terry's work <laughs> behind the scenes. Thank you to the HWWS Web TV family for supporting us and carrying us on the network. Most importantly, thank you to you, our fans, that join us weekly, whether you're watching on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, or listening via Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, or Spotify. We appreciate you spending your time with us. And as always, I bet I sound like a broken record, but if I do, maybe it's because you haven't done it yet. Like, follow, subscribe, drop us a comment, leave us a review, uh, and let us know that you did. So I'll stop asking you to do it. And uh, when you let us know, give us a five-star review along with it, of course, if you think we are worthy. Worthy, 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 worthy. As always, I'm TCR. I'm JRB. Thank you for joining episode 89 of LTA. We'll see you next time, kiddos. Chicka, chicka.